0: <laughs> i think i'm so used to the yell that when somebody doesn't do it i'm like where am i
1: i was really going to but i was like let's just shock everyone so what's up guys if you're listening to this there's no josh he is currently playing pablo escobar in miami so he will not be here for this
0: podcast i think he's actually um, on his way home by now oh oh you're right yeah, i think he's he might actually already be home and just not didn't want to be a part of this
1: That's fine. And you guys will find out why in just a few minutes. So, (laughs) welcome to a special rendition of Hunting Pixels, where Austin and Dylan, that is me, all by ourselves figure out how to do a podcast with Josh away in Miami, and now, I guess, seemingly, maybe even being back, we've taken it upon ourselves to construct an episode that revolves entirely around us and what we love the most in the world. Not Austin's kids and not my girlfriend. It's Pokemon. So... Tonight, we will break down all of the mainline games and a list of our least favorite to most favorite Pokemon titles. And in doing so, put our very friendship on the line. Oh, we are. It will be on the line. Oh, yeah, yeah, the whole thing. And if you don't know who we are, we are, of course, your two passionate hosts of the Even. Austin X and Y need to die Stevens and Dylan life is not black and white Martin how are we doing fellas (laughs) Uh, I think
0: Josh needs to pass the torch on the nicknames after that one (laughs) because that was perfect
1: oh man it took me so I guess we decided to do this at some point you know last week and then it's taken me up until this very second to come up with it (laughs) I, uh,
0: (laughs) I can go ahead and tell you it's not what's at the bottom of my list that's going to piss you off. It's the next Ew. step up that's going to piss you off. Oh, no. Because right. it pisses so, off a lot of people.
1: I already don't like it. Okay, so I have a list. Mine comes down to 13 uh, games. So I kind of combine some of them into the same tier, and it will make sense when I get to them. Mm-hmm. But you just want to start this thing off?
0: Um. Yeah. Uh. Do you, do you want to go first? You want or What are we doing? Are we doing least favorite to favorite? Least that favorite to most favorite, yeah. All
1: right, <laughs> let's well. just start with the pinnacle and then just get down to the worst. No. Yeah, let's do least favorite to
0: most favorite. Go ahead. I think you already knew it was going to be X and Y. You already I knew. It it's just, I, I don't know what it is about those games, dude. I, I have played through both of them one time, one single time, and I can never do it again. Um, I think the story is terrible. I think the layout of the region is is fucking terrible. I think a lot of the Pokemon introduced in Generation 6 with the exception of, fuck, uh, Greninja. That's about it.
1: Greninja was pretty cool. I hated uh, Chestnut. I hated it.
0: See, Chestnut was actually one of the ones I, I actually liked above everything else. It looks like a fucking Digimon. <laughs> and I'm so, I know you like it. <laughs> uh, Ch- I thought Chestnut was really cool. Uh, what, what was really interesting was, if I remember correctly, uh, they did not reveal the final forms of the starters until after the game had already came out, uh, which is something that they, uh, if if anyone played Sword and Shield, you notice they did the same thing with Sword and Shield. Um For some reason, they released a trailer showing off the final evolutions of the Gower starters like a month after the game came out, which was super odd. Uh, But I remember being so fucking disappointed because I didn't – I was like, you know, if they're not going to tell me, I don't want to see. I'm just going to play it, and I picked Fennekin because I thought Fennekin was like the cutest starter available. Oh, boy, that entire evolution line just got fucking worse and fucking (laughs) worse. I, think I really like Breaksin. There. I like, or however you pronounce it,
1: I say Breaksin. I love yeah. that evolution of Finnegan. Hated Del Fox. Dude, Delphox
0: right. is so bad.
1: Yeah, just I didn't like anything about Chespin and that evolution line. I think Greninja was pretty fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: One of the best shinies in the game, probably.
0: Oh, big facts. That fucking black with like the red tongue yeah. scarf, it just it looks perfect.
1: And it's perfect for like the whole ninja aesthetic. Oh, sure. Like They did that great.
0: And, wow. and not to mention Greninja, I mean, even after, even moving on into uh, um, uh, Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, Greninja still stayed competitively viable because of fucking Protein. Having, oh, having true. Protein as his hidden ability was really fucking overpowered stat-wise, considering his his already base stats. Um so I I love Greninja and I continued to use Greninja every chance I could every game after that. But everything I thought the I thought the selection of Pokemon and like their availability was kind of awkward. I did appreciate the uh, the free Kanto starter that was fucking cool. Um, yeah, but then it, even there like it, that that was when Pokemon first started to. Uh, really put charizard on too much of a pedal stool you're not fucking kidding uh same thing with mewtwo uh and mewtwo is my biggest complaint about that game being the only thing to do post game that's it that's literally it um i, I think there's like the battle manner. In X and Y. Oh, yeah. that's. What, I was like trying that. to think
1: of where I spent most of my time, and that was it. It was the Battle Manor.
0: And the only reason I remember that is because there was a really big controversy with a an NPC in the Battle Manor that, um, in the Japanese dialogue, was transgendered and basically told you he was transgendered. But then it was censored for the for the, for uh, pretty much everywhere else, for whatever fucking reason. They felt like that needed to be censored.
1: Wasn't that the game... Where you had friend safaris, yes. So that was also something you could do. I liked that.
0: I don't think I ever did them. Oddly enough, I don't think I ever utilized that feature. I don't know why. I I don't think I ever did. I know it. Was, I, I know it was amazing for shiny hunting.
1: Yeah, and then like I think, tra- like maybe EV training or something. I don't know. I could be wrong.
0: But yeah, I think it was pretty good for that too. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Those games, they just they did nothing for me. I thought the games were laughably fucking easy. The Elite Four was an absolute joke in those titles. And I don't, I don't know. They just compared to every other Pokemon game, like every time I've ever played a Pokemon game when they came out, I I even when I finish it, I'm like, man, that was a good game. Like I really enjoyed my time with this, but with X and Y, I just I didn't feel that. I was just kind of like, eh okay what's next how but how do, how long do i have to wait to to forget about x and y oh uh even God. even last year when i was doing my my pokemon playthrough marathon where i was going through every fucking generation dude i got maybe two or three hours into x into fucking pokemon x and i was like nope can't do it anymore moving on can't <laughs> do it
1: i just oh uh that's fine i'll talk about it in a minute from my perspective but I hate that you have such a negative experience with it because for, 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 it's not that bad to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that being said, the bottom of my list, can you take one guess at what's at the bottom of my list?
0: Mm, black and white. No. Oh. Sword and Shield. Fuck those games. <laughs> really? That's the bottom? <laughs> That's the bottom, That's dude. That's crazy because I don't think Sword and Shield were that bad. I thought, Dude, I have fun. so okay so let me put an asterisk
1: at this just right now i have had a great time playing all of these games i think i should say that i think i've been disappointed with some more than the other but or others i should say Mm -hmm. but i have enjoyed i'm a pokemon fan through and through if i can play something that's pokemon related i'm gonna have a great time yeah for sure so yeah so all of these games I have loved but since we're and I know the same goes for you too but um just talking about these going forward you know I don't want people to think like I hate these games I'll never play them again that's not true at all yeah I replay these games all the time um so Sword and Shield is at the bottom of my list and the reason being is that (sighs) I feel like they dropped the ball um for this being the the biggest wait for a long time like we've wanted Pokemon mainline games to go to you know a console release Mm -hmm. and then we get them and i expected a lot more of an open world or i guess just more from the games the wild area was cool but it was i mean i don't want to talk about the graphics too much because it doesn't really play effect into what i do enjoy about the game or do not enjoy about the game but i mean they were almost laughably bad at some points. Um, like the trees were a joke. So um, and I know that's something that everyone has seen, but that really didn't play a part in why I didn't like the game. It was really just how the lack of open spaces to explore. That's what I've always wanted to do. That's what I hope um, Legends Arceus does next year is give me more of an open world to explore. And it looks like that is what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Sword and Shield, I... I loved the stadium battles about it. So I I should also say things that I loved about the games and just the stadium battles themselves were fantastic. I thought that was a true way to give it the whole English experience. I mean, soccer is a huge part of their life. And then just being able to be inside of a stadium that big in general was pretty cool because that's what I've always dreamed of when I was playing Pokemon growing up is that I had, you know thousands of people watching me do it and then to be, to be able to walk onto a pitch like that and have crazy colossal Pokemon battles. I thought that was really cool. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. So it, but it felt confined. I think aesthetically it was beautiful. I think we've seen some of the most beautiful towns that we have this far out of that game in terms of, I forget the name of the city. I forget the name of both cities, but my two favorite were the fairy. Um, like in the, the, the forest with the mushrooms and shit. Like I thought that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the snowy place at, towards the end of the game. That was a very beautiful city itself. Um, so they did a lot of great there. But I don't like how confined that I felt while playing it. And the whole pokedex debacle i was not a fan of you know this is a console i don't want to hear that i can't play with my fit i'm still one of the people like though they've added so many pokemon to the game i still don't have my favorite pokemon inside of sword and shield with me and that really hurts that hurts me as a player because i truly do care about the pokemon that i've raised thus far and have been able to take generation to generation and we have pokemon home That's this great feature, but I can't utilize it to bring my essential, you know, that's going to sound sad as shit, but it's like my friends from past games up into this game with me. So that really sucked, too. Um, There's just a lot of disappointment around every corner with the release. At the end of the day, I still had fun. Um, I enjoyed every bit of the game. The DLC, while I did not like the first DLC, the Crown Tundra did redeem it. Um, I wish both could have been as expansive as Crown Tundra was, but I—I I don't know, man. I had my issues with it, and I—it's X and Y is much better than that was to me. But I'll talk about that later. Um, I'm curious to see where Sword and Shield comes in on your list. So that was the bottom of my list for me. Okay. W- what's what's next for you?
0: <sighs> this is the one that might make you a little angry.
1: Oh shit! I forgot. Okay. The next okay, on my list that. is Ruby and oh. Sapphire. Oh, what? Yep.
0: No way. I am not a fan of the originals. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, a fan of them in, no. In any extent. Um, Emerald, to be fair, Emerald did make it slightly higher on my list. Um. And by slightly, I mean by like five more titles. So Emerald is Emerald made it farther than Ruby and Sapphire did. Um Because Emerald was one of the few exceptions where I don't feel like that they are the same fucking game at all. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, dude, Ruby, I – so for a long time, I really disliked Ruby and Sapphire. Ruby and Sapphire were probably like my least favorite and kind of like what Dylan said with Sword and Shield. That's not to say that I did not enjoy these games. Um, I mean, honestly, just straight up, the only Pokemon games that I have ever despised were X and Y. That's it. Um At Ruby and Sapphire, I had my time with them as a child, and I I thoroughly enjoyed them, um, but they don't stack up to even some even some of the later games uh, games in the series. However, I do have a new a newfound respect for what they were trying to do. Um, I I think I've talked about it on the podcast once, um, but uh, Ruby and Sapphire was actually a a form of political activism. Uh, from Game Freak's part um, The Team Magma And Team Aqua were actually based On a real political conflict That was going on at the time in Japan uh, There was a little village There was like a little uh, uh, village town Like fishing town And they, what they basically I think if I remember Correctly I could be wrong Somebody might flame me in the discord Because they know more about this than I do But um, but basically, what was happening was a company wanted to expand, uh, expand the uh, farm soil to kind of push the water back and uh, have more room for crops. And a lot of activists were like, "No, like that's not okay. You're going to kill a lot of a lot of ocean wildlife by doing that. If anything, I think we should uh, break down some of the some of the barriers and the dams and expand the water to give more, give that uh, water wildlife more." Uh, more room to grow and exist, so it, it was kind of a form of political activism for them. And in a sense, even though it had nothing to do with me because I, I we're American, I, I live in Georgia, that had nothing to do with me. Um, but <laughs> i i respect the I respect them for trying to bring light to that in a much different way than other companies were probably trying to do at the time. Um. That's pretty cool, because I didn't even know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I, I watched a, a YouTube video, like, a couple weeks ago, and it was, like, explaining it. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, all right. I'd say a couple weeks ago, but it was probably last year sometime. Oh, okay. So, you know, an entire six months ago. While. No big deal. It was a while. It was probably, <laughs> okay. like... Oh, dude, it had to have been, like, August or September of last year. Oh, my God. A so a full year almost. It was a while. I don't know why I said a couple weeks. <laughs> um... But no, I I just, I, these games are really, I will, I do go back and replay them. Um, I don't replay them as often as some of the other titles here. This, it just didn't do a lot for me, especially the starters. I just genuinely don't particularly, with the exception of Septile, genuinely don't particularly care about them. Um, uh. There's not a lot of Pokemon in the Hoenn region in general that I particularly find fascinating. Um, I, there was one, there was one in particular, uh, oh fuck, what was it? I, now I can't fucking remember. There was one. There's so many cool ones. <laughs> I know. There was one that I really, really fucking dig and that I, I love. Um, I think it was Manectric, honestly. I fucking love
1: Manetric it. is cool. Metagross. All the, I'm not gonna.
0: Metagross I, I the is great. It, fucking, Metagross yeah. is great. Salomance is fantastic. Yes. Um. I mean, on but I, I'm i not going to lie. I think that's probably about it for me. Well, okay. Oh. Damn it. I cannot believe that. That's your second to last. It's too much water, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly not even, like, I don't, fuck IGN. Oh that's not even my a real complaint. Jesus like, Christ. Yeah, there's water, but there's water for, like, the last two gyms out of eight. Like, get the fuck out of here.
1: It's not Jesus. That fucking. Deal. Okay. Uh, I didn't expect, I for some reason did not expect that. And there it was. Yeah. Just ruby and Sapphire is so.
0: pretty low. It's pretty low. Okay. How
1: many? Do you have a numbered list that you're going through by any chance? Yeah. So how many
0: is, how many numbers are on your list? Uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Okay. Shit. I got 13. So. I split the um I split the uh the sister games out like away from the other titles. Same, I did that too,
1: but I oh, I combine some you have so but of what I'm about to say. So the next on my list, they're all tied together because I, I it's just not <laughs> anything memorable yeah. for me. So the second lowest is Sun Moon Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. That's they fair. all fall on the same tier. That's fair. Uh, my
0: next uh no, actually. I was going to say my next one is Sun and Moon. Then I was like, no, that's not
1: right. okay. No, this one... So that's why I have fewer numbers than you do. So we might have to go two for you. Yeah. And then... Or we'll we'll play catch up at the end. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, they were all kind of the same thing for me. Now, this is kind of going the same path as Sword and Shield. I did not hate these games. I enjoyed my time with them for the most part. Um, But I... They changed too much. Um, I don't like the Z moves whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I thought that was... After Mega Evolution, I thought that was a huge step back. I was like, come the fuck on. I can understand. Um, That, that, yeah, that... I mean, I get it, but we're not... (sighs) I try to have an open mind. I get it's like it's supposed to be a cultural thing, like on these Mm -hmm. islands, and they connect with their Pokemon in a different way. I get that. But holy shit come on. We had something so cool as Mega Evolution come into effect with X and Y, and then it almost goes completely obsolete in Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and then instead we get fucking Digimon again with the Ultra Beasts. Like, we can't even call them Pokemon, because <laughs> now they're Ultra Beasts. So what the fuck is that? Mm. Um, and then the biggest smack in the face to me, I get it, change is inevitable, um, but... I do not like the trials, quite honestly. I I get that gyms have been around for a very long time, but they're also not broken. Gyms are fun. That's why we play Pokemon. If you're going to add trials, that's fine, but do it like the Hoenn treatment and give us contests or something like that. You know, it, yep. I'm not saying give us contests, or sorry, contests, but give us like a, an alternative. Keep the gyms in the game, But then make the trials something bigger beyond that. Maybe beat the gym leader and then go on to do the trials. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Or vice versa. Um, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, complete the trial and then you've earned the right to face the gym leader. That's a fantastic idea. But they took him out completely. And I was like, damn, dude, Like that's one of my most favorite things. And the story is pretty forgettable to me.
0: I guess in a sense, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon did kind of do that because the final trial... If I remember correctly, the final trial in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon is actually going back and fighting all of the uh, trial captains.
1: I think you're right. But even still, I mean, they took it. I mean, I there were no gym badges. There was yeah. no. It just it felt really wrong to me. I, I, I like the alternative look at the Pokemon games. And for what they were, I will try and appreciate them later in life. Um, But I really look forward to playing Pokemon games over again. That's one of my most favorite things to do. Um, And I don't have that excitement for sun and moon. I actually have more excitement to replay something like sword and shield over sun and moon. Mm -hmm. But the reason why it comes in higher is because the world felt more alive and connected and a little more open to me. Um, I, I Liked the story for a sword and shield more. Mm. But in terms of just the overall world, I feel like sun and moon and the latter two games felt more like Pokemon to me. I don't know. It just felt real. Yeah. I think these two were interchangeable. It could have been either or at the (laughs) bottom of the list and then the next step up. But I don't know. I I'm curious to see where they come in for you.
0: Um, so I'm shocked about Ruby and Sapphire. (laughs) So I'm looking at my list, um, and my next one is also Sun and Moon. I thought it wasn't, but it is. Oh, okay, it's okay. also Sun and Moon. So let, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and rip into Sun and Moon a little bit more. Um, kind of. I I I almost agree with everything that you said. Um, I think Z moves work i think from a competitive player from a competitive playing standpoint i think z moves are a lot more fucking balanced than than mega evolutions would ever be um i tend to think i personally think that uh as far as competitive goes i think mega evolutions are absolute bullshit because we have (laughs) power up punch mega lucario which is fucking ridiculous um
1: I will take this time to say I do not play competitively, so everything that he's saying is probably 100% accurate, and I don't have that standpoint.
0: <laughs> uh, I, but yeah, I, do, I do think Z-moves were a little uh, unnecessary, and I, I'm i going to be honest. Some of the the hand signs and the dances, it was just goofy. It was it was awkward. so cringe, dude. Yeah, what are we, the was, fucking ginyu Force? Honestly, it was just it was goofy, and I I wasn't yeah. really having it. Um, and I
1: didn't like the the team. It wasn't Team yell it was the other one,
0: Team Skull. Team Skull. They were. Yeah, I didn't like oh them. God, that was the cringiest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> Um, I thought they were extremely cringy. Everyone's like, Oh, every uh, for whatever reason, the entire Pokemon community seems to just adore Guzma, but I think he is one of the cringiest characters that has ever been introduced into the franchise. He
1: was, and I wanna say going forward, I don't think we have to have Mm-mm. a bad team anymore because Sword and Shield almost did it. We didn't need Team Yell. No. So we they were weren't even so like close. a villain
0: team. They were just No, they they really they were, were not. just they turned out to be good.
1: Yeah, they turned out to be kind of good in the end. Oh, um, And I think they, they need to branch away from the teams. Like, un, unless it's going back to revisit a game like Diamond and Pearl where we need to see Team Galactic, yeah. going forward in the ninth generation, we don't need to see an evil team. Like, they did really good with Rose and uh, Sword and Shield. So that's just an aside from Sun and Moon. Like, that's just... I was fine with uh, Team Plasma. But then, what was the one on X and Y? Oh, Flair. Team- Even then, that's when it started
0: to go that's bad That's when it me. started to get cringy. Yeah. yeah. That's when the evil team started to get cringy. <laughs> also, side note on Sword and Shield. I know it's spelt Rose, but I always pronounced it Rose, and I don't know why. <laughs> is it is it Rose? I don't think so. I think it's just Rose. Oh, that'd be
1: that'd be kind of fitting, though, because he looks all fancy and yeah, shit. Yeah, that's so why I called him Rose.
0: Rose. And I, I remember playing one day. Like in the living room, I'm just playing my Switch on the TV, and I said Rosé, and Madison was like, it's fucking Rose. And I was like, (laughs) it's Rosé. Rosé,
1: I might call him Rosé from now on. He's a
0: fancy European. It's Rosé.
1: That is true. So you could be right, man.
0: I might be right. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe I have to go back and watch the uh, Twilight Wings thing that they did and see if they ever—
1: Oh, I never saw the one with him, I don't think.
0: Oh, dude. The the last one was really good. Last
1: one. So now I have reason to go back. Yeah. Um. Something Alola did that I loved was possibly give me my most favorite um, starter, and that was Rowlet. Really? And because I love the fact that I, out of all of the generations, I finally had a ghost starter yeah, in the that, final evolution. That is pretty. Um, cool. Ghost types are by far my favorite, so Decidueye hitting that mark is fucking awesome. I
0: loved it. I have never heard somebody call ghost types their favorite. I'm not going to lie.
1: They're all oh, m- dude by heart. That I have Haunter tattooed on my arm. Um Miss Magius is my overall favorite, but Haunter is where it Damn, started. This is pretty tight. Yeah. Uh Shiny Miss th- So that's the Pokemon that I can't get in Sword yep. and Shield that I'm infuriated about. Yep. <laughs> um But ghost types are by far my favorite. So to see that Alola gave me a starter that could evolve into one was beautiful.
0: Yeah, Sun Sun and Moon just it. It's kind of the same complaint I have with X and Y, man. After you finish it, you're just like, "What do I do?"
1: Yeah, I don't really remember doing anything post game on. uh, I I
0: I remember doing the. uh, I remember catching all of the ultra beasts, but even then, after you catch Necrozma, you're just like, "Okay, yeah, we're done. We're done here." So that's what I was thinking. I don't.
1: There was nothing memorable about no. game for me, for any of the games that we've spoken about thus far, actually. I
0: do think the battle tree was cool because you had characters like Red and Blue. You had Wally. You had Cynthia. That was fucking cool. Um, but even the battle tree, I would, hes- I would hesitate to call, to call a challenge. Yeah, that's true. But uh, um, that being said, what's next on your list? Uh x and y <laughs> <laughs> so it's so, mad at me for having it at the bottom, also has it fairly low but uh yeah, uh, that's true,
1: and my reason- so you're gonna be infuriated about my next probably one. I mean, maybe we'll see, so x and y for me weren't as bad as what you think uh i I will agree about the post game content lacking anything. I really don't remember doing much outside of going to the meadow and then doing the whole mewtwo shit. Um, that was pretty cool. I liked seeing mega Mewtwo. I didn't think I ever needed to, but I mean, I enjoyed it. Mm Um, the Pokedex in X and Y were, was abysmal. Uh, Um there was, it really was, there was not a lot of, I would, even if it didn't have a lot of volume, if it just had some, um, not volume, but quality, Yeah. It would have been better. I think that they did a really great job at giving us innovative ways to evolve Pokemon, like with Inke evolving into Malamar by switching oh, yeah. your 3DS over. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, X and Y, I enjoyed the landscape. I enjoyed the introduction of the fairy types. I think Sylveon was a perfect addition to the Eevee branch. Um, I th- I love it. But... Overall, just to see the big, you know, hustle and bustle of what was it, Lumio City? That was pretty cool. Like going from these small little towns in the beginning of the game and then getting there, and it's like, holy shit, you know, black and white kind of did it uh, before them, but then you get to this city and it's wow, it's huge. So that was really cool. I liked that. I enjoyed Professor Sycamore, you know, delving into the mega evolution. I like that he does give you that free Kanto starter. um, Squirtle all the way. Fuck Charizard. Um, (laughs) I did Venus. But yeah, see, Squirtle and Venus are for me. And I don't hate Charizard. I I just think it's it's overdone. Yeah, I get that. Um, But the story was kind of fucking dark <laughs> I, mean, I mean we had someone who was about ready to eradicate all of existence i mean truly that yeah it was i did not like team flair as a as a evil organization but i did like who was leading team flair because for once in a long while i was like holy shit we need to not let this happen. I mean, this is a Pokemon game and we're facing mass yeah. extinction right now. So that was cool. But this is also the game that I feel as if Legendary started to not matter. With Xerneas and Eveltol, I had no true connection with them and towards the very end. And then even after that, we had, uh, um, what was it, Zygarde? Mm-hmm. I believe... And that was really it, it just nothing. I mean, you go and you capture him in a cave and I get that there's like experiments and shit that can be done on him. But that was it started to fall off. And with Deancey, Hoopa and Volcanion, those were just released. They had no point in the yeah, game. That's like, when they
0: I, I think X and Y is when they really started doing that, just adding mythicals yeah. and like not having anything centered around them
1: right i think a game that did it well for having a lot was diamond and pearl i think a game that truly failed at it was x and y that's where we started to see it go to shit and then you look at alola and like zero aura has a really fucking badass movie i love that movie but the movie is in the yeah and then the game it kind of doesn't do much at all um with Melton and Melmetal, I get that played its own thing. That's that's another, you know, I'm fine with that. He he got his time. But um, we don't really get a lot of anything with the, with the Kalos legendaries, and that really sucked, um, especially because, you know, you come from before that Unova, where the legendaries truly did play a huge part, I feel like, in the story. Outside of, you know, I'm not going to say... Even Keldio, Keldeo had his place amongst the the other trio. Oh, yeah. And then Meloetta had her own part in the game as well. Um, Genesect, I don't really remember too much of, but even still, we got a badass movie with Genesect and Mewtwo. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was pretty cool. So Kalos, to me, dropped the ball in a lot of ways, but it also had a beautiful landscape to me. I love a lot of the towns in the game. It's just they had not that many pokemon that i consider to be absolutely memorable yeah for sure um i uh, greninja the best just froakie his line entirely was the best of the starters the other ones don't even compare and then we had some cool pokemon like Talonflame come from it and um Slash, which again ghost type just badass ghost sword that's pretty sick just a haunted sword um, yeah it's sick as hell and then one of my favorite legendaries amora came from it as well um but overall i was disappointed that was when my disappointment with pokemon started and then it just kind of perpetuated after that with uh sun and moon ultra sun and moon and then sword and shield so that's where they kind of started to go downhill i think we need to stop with the gimmicks and we just need to focus on the story again. Like, we don't need to create a new gimmick for a story to revolve around, like, this the oh, Dynamaxing um, or Mega Evolution or Z-Moves. I think that story being revolved around this new mechanic is kind of garbo, and we need to go back to actually investing in a story. Like, Rose had a really good premise, or Rose had a really good premise.
0: Yeah.
1: But, um... There's a lot that I feel like they can do better in the ninth generation, and I hope they take it seriously. Um, I'm curious to see how Pokemon games go forward because uh, the the Legends games coming out, that's going to be considered a mainline game. So I'm curious to see if we'll still have the same premise that we know and love, or if they're going to continue to go different routes like what they're doing with Legends Arceus. That's going to be kind of cool to see. But um, yeah, uh, X and Y... Not not as low on the totem pole for, as for me as it is for you, but still pretty low. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, uh, my next one's gonna be Sword and Shield. Sword and okay. Shield was also I kind of the same thing. I ripped on you for having it so low, but it's also pretty low compared to <laughs> yeah. compared to previous titles. Um, because like you said, X and Y is I, I I feel like that's a universal opinion at this point that X and Y is really where the franchise started to kind of lose its foothold with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, And Sword and Shield, while I, I appreciate, I know there are a lot of people that are still mad um, about having paid DLC for a Pokemon game. But as I'm sure millions of other people have said, I look at it like I would rather pay $30 for DLC than go pay sixty dollars for a revised version of the game I would much rather do that I don't have to start a brand new playthrough I don't have to train all of these Pokemon again I don't have to start fresh I just have to do the DLC and I appreciated that as far as the main game goes i I, I can't really rip on the story because there wasn't really there isn't really much of one to fucking rip on um. <laughs> Which is a complaint in itself. Um, Yep. I personally... I've seen a lot of people fucking hate them. I personally think that... um, Zacian and Zamazenta... I think they are really fucking cool design legendaries. I think they're they're extremely interesting. Um, However every other legendary in the game not so much all the dlc legendaries not so much i I like the birds i thought the birds were cool i thought having galarian forms of the birds was fucking cool um the the new reggies i really didn't care for uh calyrex and and the fusions with the two horses i just think that that was ridiculously stupid um <laughs> They, they, you know, they're like, oh, it's this big fusion, and then it's just Cali sitting on the fucking horse.
1: Yeah, on. that's literally what? all it is.
0: I, I would have been cool with like a, like a, like a centaur kind of thing going on. That would have been cooler. Um, but no, y'all, Game Freak didn't do that. They opted out to say, oh, let's call it a fusion, by just sitting it on top.
1: And again, they don't have. They're focusing too much on gimmicks gimmicks and adding legendaries they don't have to be added to it they you could have made a story outside of these legend you could have taken existing led. you could have made it about the fucking birds i mean seriously mm-hmm. um you don't have to do i this okay again let me just say this now the ghost horse fucking beautiful love it that's bias the dead rapid ass. yes 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 that's graphic as fuck but yes
0: <laughs> um, there's a big reddit theory behind that that the ghost oh and the ice horse god. are actually just a dead galarian Rapidash, and like the ice horse is it's frozen body and the ghost horse is it's soul oh my god because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you what line the them fuck? all up it matches it what kind of shit I didn't need to know that I saw that um, a couple weeks ago and I was like that is incredibly <sighs> fucking interesting
1: well that is interesting it broke my heart <laughs> but um, yeah they added they didn't have to add that shit in there for it to be a good dlc i get it i get where the stand I, mean, I absolutely understand but there is there's other options out there they don't have to keep rehashing the same thing yeah for sure i interrupted your
0: your oh no monologue i'm sorry uh, i'm trying to remember where my monologue left off on uh, um i'm <laughs> alorex being a writer <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i almost did this as a joke and i was like nah that's not gonna be funny but now i kind of still think it was funny i almost put digimon cyber sleuth on this list because oh I think Jesus. It's better than anything pokemon has done in a long fucking time damn that's saying a lot i dude. almost put it on this list because it does everything that pokemon games do and have been doing for the last couple of years but it does it better but that's a whole other fucking topic of discussion all right you heard it
1: pokemon fans it's time
0: to jump ship it is go go play (laughs) digimon cyber sleuth it's a fantastic fucking game oh god i have 955 hours in it and i'm still playing it so go play it it's great love it um but yeah sword and shield man I, i i i I can see how for some people it was really good. Um like my my wife, she fucking loves Sword and Shield. It's her favorite Pokemon game. Um mostly because to her, she feels like that Sword and Shield were are the most accessible Pokemon games and she appreciates okay. it. Okay. Um I kind of disagree, but
1: yeah, we won't go whatever. into why she's wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think the most accessible Pokemon games are probably Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, but we don't even count those. They're not. Uh, they're not on my list because yep. I don't count them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's. We'll talk about that at the end of the episode. But yeah, that's has been off filler, and I don't care. Yeah. About them. Um. But yeah, <sighs> Sword and Shield. It's right. okay. I think the game well, is fine, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a hot minute before I go back and replay it. Here
1: is where my list. Devolves into where people probably shut the podcast off um, if they're listening to it this far. So before I say this, I need. I'm just gonna say okay. So it's red, blue,
0: yellow. Um, oh, thank God! I'm not the only one that did that. Okay, they were pretty All low right. on my list too. Good. Okay, so they're not as low, you fucking animal, but they're pretty low. But they were. I love these games. This is what
1: started my infatuation on the Pokemon. Love them. Love them to death. I barely have anything to say about them. Like in terms of negativity. There's nothing I can negatively say about these games. The reason they are so low is because other games have come out that have given me more content. And you'd already know this. I've played yellow this year. I've got to go back and re-experience it. While doing so, it's a fucking grind. Like it's it's a it's a it's not that it's hard, but it's just like it's it's clunky almost. Of course, this game came out fucking 25 years ago. I get that. But I... It's just... I feel bad because I, 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 I have nothing bad to say about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad. It's just... It's dated. And while it started my infatuation with Pokemon, that doesn't mean that it has to be high on the list. And we'll talk about the high games on my list later. But... I mean, it was pretty straightforward. It, it started the Pokemon franchise. There's not really post-game content outside of filling your Pokedex, but it it just has nothing more to offer me than that. What? Whereas the next games on my list from this point on, because that's number 10, so now we're breaking into the top 10 for me. So they were great. I think they were perfect in every way, but they are dated as of right now. So I again nothing bad to say that's just where it ends i'm gonna stop talking so i don't anger anyone
0: (laughs) no that's fair and uh um i don't have anything to add to that but i completely agree with you uh they are a little higher on my list just because of what they are um yeah but that's it okay so with that being said i'm gonna move on to omega ruby and alpha sapphire (sighs) all right it's just a 3D ruby and sapphire? No, 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 no. I'm not going to say that. <sighs> okay, don't
1: make me have fair. a stroke. That's not no, fair. No, it's not.
0: There is a lot to love about Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. And I wholeheartedly feel like Game Freak... Dude, God, I feel like they put more effort into the fucking remakes than they do the actual games that were yes! set up in generation. Um, there, Because there was a lot of effort and there was a lot of love put into Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. And I will give Game Freak that. Um, I think the whole soaring on Latios or Latios is fantastic. Oh, my God. I love that feature so fucking much, and I wish it would come back in some way, form, or fashion. Yeah. I loved that little feature. I thought catching all the previous legendaries was really cool through, like, the fucking um, – uh, like, different – like, I know that there was, a, there was like, a cave where – Every single day, a different uh, lake spirit from Sinnoh would spawn, and then there was like a like a mountainside that uh, on certain days of the week, uh, Raikou, Entei, and Suicune would spawn. And I think that's really fucking cool. And I I want stuff like that again. I want stuff like that in Pokemon again. I think the Delta episode is fucking awesome. Um, The way of kind of bringing both of the teams together, both of the evil teams together in a story. Um, I thought, th- I thought the inclusion of Zinnia and, and, uh, fuck, what did they call her, her race? Uh, what was, it was like Draconoid oh, or something? No, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, you're close, but I don't, I, I don't think that's accurate, but it's something like that, something like Draconoid. I thought that was really fucking interesting. Um, I think Raquaza getting a Mega Evolution was a little overpowered, but, you know, whatever. But it looks fucking it sick. Does. It looks phenomenal. Um, even the, even, uh... Uh, excuse me. So, I, Josh isn't here to burp, so somebody's got to do it. <laughs> and I've had a lot of carbonated drinks today, so we're going to be going for a minute. Um, even even Primal Kyogre and, and and Groudon, I think, look really yeah. cool. Yeah. Even though they're just a simple color, squat, color swap, but they still look cool. Uh, yeah. The Megas, for the starters, was fantastic. I felt like that that was a really cool inclusion to... Um, it, it kind of gave it kind of gave the starters more of like a personal feel. It kind of gave it more of a, more of a bond, so to speak, to give it a mega evolution. And so I think that that was really fun. Um, but yeah, they they are what they are where they are on my list because of all the same reasons Ruby and Sapphire are where they are. These are just a little higher because they they have more to offer. Um, if I ever want to go back and replay Hoenn, I can fucking promise you. It's not going to be Ruby and Sapphire. It's going to be Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire.
1: That being said, the next game on my list is Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. So they are in the top 10 for me. They are high. This is a game that I have nothing but praise for. I would consider it. I'm not going to say a perfect Pokemon game because I don't, I mean, that does exist, but we'll talk about it later. It does. It's just fantastic. Um, i hold ruby and sapphire very high in my heart i'll talk about it later but this everything you said was spot on i think the whole being able to fly around on latios and latius is one of the coolest things that they have ever introduced in a game it's the first time that we've got to see a pokemon game from a bird's eye view like that and it just felt right mm-hmm. and the fact that they have not done that again it really hurts it really but it makes the shit out of me it, it bothers me so much, but it makes that experience on Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire so much more special. For sure. Um, I like what you said about, because I'll talk about the the core like story later when I get to the other two. But all the extra stuff they did in this game, post-game content was great because we had the Delta episode, but we also had those islands that you were talking about where you can go and catch past legendaries that had never been able to happen before Mm -hmm. and it felt great and you it it would didn't even have to be a legendary on the island you could just explore the islands and
0: find some other cool rare pokemon
1: yeah it was truly one of the best thoughts they've ever had post game for a pokemon um pokemon game so other than that i really liked how they innovated mallville city from what it was oh, yeah, in the, sure the olden days. Cool. It was so dope, dude, and they added so many levels to the city which just made it feel like in an enclosed city no less. It was kind of crazy. Um it felt like a giant shopping mall in in a sort, but there was you could live inside of it. You know, there was different shops, Pokemon centers, you know, everything that you had in the original was there, but they expanded on it so much and I thought they did so fucking great with it um just seeing everything that i remember from ruby and sapphire being brought to live it made me emotional in a way just mm-hmm. because this they almost hit the nail on the head like with and again we'll talk about it later my other favorite remake but they they truly do put so much work into these remakes like you were just saying and they killed it man i mean i just I have nothing but good things to say about it. Um, I can't say anything bad. The only bad thing, and it's going to sound stupid, but my Pokemon can't follow me. You know, that's what I've wanted for every fucking Pokemon game since Yellow, and then obviously Hard Gold, Soul Silver. I want my Pokemon to be able to be out in the world with me, and I think that should just be status quo going forward. Um, There's no reason for it to not be that way anymore. Um, If fucking Sword and Shield can do it, and the DLC, they can do it everywhere. Um, but yeah, um, no, that that's, I, I went ahead and jumped right in to talk about it because mine were, uh, it was the same thing for me. It's low on the list, but that's because it's not, I, I don't even want to say low. It's still top 10, but the games that are about to come after this, they've hit on a different level. Um, but this is also just a remake as well to me, one that they did fantastic on. But the originals mean so much more to me. But I'll talk about that in a little bit. What's next for you?
0: Before I move on, I just want to ask this why are there so many hentai games on steam and why are they always on sale i'm just trying to i thought we
1: were doing steam. really well on staying track and then this comes from <laughs> fucking absolutely nowhere
0: i just want to see what's on holy sale, bro. shit but it's just like oh my god it's just filled with hentai games my god Ooh. what is steam it's a cesspool i That's think it's it catered is. to what you search for <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! with that being said, let me talk about this while while Devil Girl is installing. Anyway, the next on my list is Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Oh, okay. Um, I think that these are, I'm not going to say perfect example, but I think these are fine examples of a sister game. Um, Or like a revision title. Even though, yes, the story does not dress, does not differ pretty much at all until about the halfway point of the game. Usually, I think I think by the time you get to the third art island, the story starts to change a little bit. I almost said Ireland. I don't know if you caught that or not. <laughs> but um, I think that the expanded Pokedex was really cool. Um, I th- my favorite part about these games were the fucking ultra wormholes. I thought that shit was amazing. It was really fun for shiny hunters. Uh, I I thought that was neat. Uh, all of my critiques on Sun and Moon still stand here, so this is going to be a very short one. But yeah, it's it's Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. It's pretty low. Okay. Um. You want to go ahead and do one more? Yeah. Uh, my next one is um, Red and Blue. Actually. Okay. Cool. They're they're classics. I understand they're classics. They're they would spawn the franchise and started it all. I can't play them. I can't go back and replay them. I can't. I can't. I just can't. I try so hard, and I just can't. I, it's just not going to happen. They they are just so dated and clunky and unbalanced. However, I still hold them pretty high for what they are. They are fantastic yeah. games. And, I, I mean, they started a movement. They, they changed the video game industry. I, I don't feel like that's too much of a stretch to say. They literally started a fucking movement.
1: Um, and started the highest grossing franchise in the world.
0: Oh, yeah, it is the highest grossing now, isn't it? Didn't it beat, it yep. beat like, uh, fuck, what, what, it beat, like, Star Wars pretty recently. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Well, I don't even, no one likes Star Wars anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sure there are people that do.
1: Yeah, I, I just looked it up. It looks like Pokemon. What the fuck? Hello Kitty's up there? All right, we're not going to look at this list.
0: I, I'm um, not surprised. Have you yeah. seen Hello Kitty Squishbellows? no all right i've got a few of them but so i understand it what they're not for me i don't you said them. i've got a few of them well like i they're here in my game room but they're not you mine.
1: could have said i bought them for my wife i bought them for th- my kids but you just said <laughs> i have a few of them <laughs> i'm not judging <laughs> but i just want
0: all right um, i we we'll, we'll talk i i get it because squishmallows like the they uh, do you know what squish mellows are I do. Yeah, they did. They recently did like a like a Hello Kitty line. Bruh, those things sell quick and they go on eBay for lots and lots of money. Um, I was super lucky to go into Costco. I don't know. I have no idea why. I was super lucky to go into Costco the other day and they had like a big fucking shipment uh, that I guess they had that that they had just put out of uh, Hello Kitty Squishmallows. I can't remember why we were in fucking Costco. But I remember calling David, who, whose apartment complex is right ne- literally right next door to the Costco that I was at. And I was like, hey, I need you to come and I need you to run me your Costco card, like right now. <laughs> because I knew Madison and Josie really wanted them. And so he came up there, brought me his Costco card. I bought him or whatever. Um, yeah, uh, they sell They sell so much to the point where there is a sale limit on them. You can only buy two at a time. And that's fucking crazy. Really crazy. Because they're being scalped just like everything else is. Are there Pokemon squishmallows? Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know, but I wouldn't I I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. I would I would buy some Um, if there were. Dude, also, squishmallows are stupidly comfy. Uh my wife has one in our bed and it's very comfortable. I do sleep with it. It's very comfy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay. So the game that you just talked about was red and uh, blue, right? Yeah. Okay. So next one for me. And again, nothing just because they're midway down the list. They're not bad games. It's black and white too. Get the fuck out. Of here. Um, I know you're going to kill me for this. I have nothing wrong with the game. No, no issues with it. It's just the games that are coming later hold more of a place in my heart. I really don't even want to talk about this game because you're going to do a great job of talking about it later. But I mean, I'll just, you know, kind of give quick snippets. I think it was a great follow up to Black and White. Mm-hmm. I love that it was the first true sequel that we had ever had. And my fucking God, did it hit the nail on the head of how a sequel I feel like should truly be? Mm-hmm. Um, I love that we saw. Elements of the first game immediately inside of the second game. I really think that it did great. Um, I can't and I'll be talking about the first game soon, so I can't really say too much. But again, Austin is going to do a great job of talking about these games later. I'm going to cut it short on black and white, too. Um, I think the 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 Unova as it's in itself is one of the better um regions that we've gotten to see and it's american based so that's pretty cool um but yeah so i'll i'll leave it at that it's because kind of fucked up we'll talk about it.
0: about it <laughs> it's a fucked up map japan they, game freak kind of did us dirty with that one and i'll <laughs> I'll get to why when i talk about it that was like a okay. that was like a big controversy when that game launched um <laughs> But yeah, are you are you done? I'm sorry, I didn't know. Yeah, because I want you'll be the one to talk about those yeah. more in depth. Uh, my next one is Emerald. Emerald does play slightly higher on my list than Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, and Ruby and Sapphire do because of the post game. Uh, not only because of the post game, there is some sentimental things with Emerald as well. Um, when I got Pokemon Emerald uh, when it came out, and the well, not when it came out, a little bit later, um, because it was actually – so the the year Emerald, Pokemon Emerald had came out, uh, my grandfather on my dad's side had passed away. And he was the uh, – I'm not trying to get too fucking dark or too fucking sad on this episode. Um, but my grandmother – grandmother – my grandfather on my dad's side was the only family member – and to this day, the only family member on my dad's side of the family that has ever even remotely acknowledged that I exist, um, has ever I, I shown any slightly interest in me, has ever treated me like a person, um, has ever taken my feelings into regard on anything. And I, I loved that man with all my fucking heart. And he passed away. And a couple weeks after he passed away, uh, uh, his wife, who was biologically not my grandmother – uh, his, his wife at the time had shown up at my grandmother's house. Uh, my grandmother on my mom's side, my family's really confusing. We're a fucked up group, uh, <laughs> but had shown up to my grandmother's house and said, Hey, I have some stuff for you that he had bought for you as gifts and just wasn't and because of his sickness, wasn't able to get out and bring them to you. Um, and I like, it was, I think it was like, she handed me $200 in cash which to a fucking fourth grader, that was like getting a check for a million fucking bucks. Yeah. Um, she handed me $200 in cash. She handed me a, a, a radio for some fucking reason. I'm not sure why. Um, but also, there was Pokemon Emerald. I, I don't know why. really cool. I don't know why, because I don't even think he ever knew that I played video games or you know anything about any of that shit. So I don't know why that was there. I just, it was. And so Emerald has a very sentimental place for me. And if I actually enjoyed the Hoenn region, Hoenn region would probably be a lot higher on my list. Um, but I I love Emerald. I can go back and replay Emerald over Ruby and Sapphire, not only because of the drastic story changes that made it a little bit more interesting, um, because instead of Ruby and Sapphire where you're only fighting one team, you're almost you almost kind of feel like you're caught in a fucking turf war. Yeah. Because you have to fight both teams kind of simultaneously. And uh, I thought that was really interesting how you're getting both sides of the story. Um, Raquaza was more heavily involved. Uh, and then the Battle Frontier, bro, I spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours in the fucking Battle Frontier. I loved that shit. And I god Damn it, I wish they would bring that shit back because it was so fucking good. I thought that was the biggest cock tease in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire when you go to that stupid fucking island and they have a fucking, like, uh, diorama. Is it diorama or diorama? Diorama. I think that's the more English way to say that. Uh, (laughs) But they have a fucking diorama of the Battle Frontier. And they're like, Battle Frontier coming soon. What the fuck does that mean? Everybody was like, are they going to do an update and add it? No, they fucking didn't. That's why Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire is much fucking lower than Emerald. It's because of that. It's because of that little fucking cock tease. But (sighs) I do hold Emerald very near and dear to my heart. Um, It is lower on my list than some of the other titles because I I just I love the other titles just a little bit more. Uh, But sentimentally, that that game is the one I have the most personal connection with.
1: And that's really cool because, in a way, I feel like your grandfather did know. Like, maybe he asked, I don't know, just to find out what your interests were. And he got you, like, the newest thing. I think that's really cool.
0: Oh, for sure. That's probably what happened, honestly. Probably asked my mom or something. Yeah. And, oh, man, That, that
1: would be really special to me, too. I can't imagine. Just after he passes to get a
0: gift like that that that's a lasting memory oh yeah dude i yeah i ran that cartridge into the fucking ground with how much i played yeah. it. i i wish that i still had it i genuinely don't know what happened to it i wish that i still had that specific cartridge right because even if i buy another copy of emerald it's not the same
1: it's not but it's so cool that you have that memory that's fantastic Yep. and now we all know yeah you got intimate why don't you tell me uh one more game so we can kind of get <laughs> gotta even. get caught
0: up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me open up my phone and see what my list is. Uh, the next on my list is actually in the same generation as Fire Red and Leaf Green. Okay. Um, I don't particularly care for Kanto. I never have. I'm probably never fucking going to. Um, so that's why these games are kind of where they are. I do think that they are fantastic improvements over Red and Blue. Um, they were just built on the Ruby and Sapphire engine. Um, so they're a little more updated. And I think the Sevii Islands was a really cool, interesting addition, um, especially like during the main story, you get to go to the first three. But then after uh, getting the national Pokedex, you get to travel to all seven where the, you know, the later five or four, the later four uh, uh, islands have uh, Johto Pokemon, which I thought was really fucking cool. Um, and that was kind of their way of you know, letting you complete the Pokedex using just those games because there wasn't compatibility to red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, and crystal. Um, but you also had two amazing spin-off games that came out that generation that helped with that, that we will talk about later after our main list. Um, but yeah, fire Red and leaf green. Uh, there's not really much more to say about it cause they are kind of just remakes of red and blue with a kind of more side story kind of thrown in there. Um, but yeah, they're still great. If I ever want to play Canto, this is what I go back and play. Fuck, I I can't fuck let's go in in red and blue. I can't do it.
1: Well, I'll talk about those later. <laughs> um that's cool though. Okay. So what number what number was that for you? Oh dude, I have no idea.
0: I don't even have a number Count backwards. Just going down by a list. Oh, okay. <laughs> 9. That was number 9 for me nine
1: i'm on seven all right so i'll do i'll do my seven because it's going to be quick because it's the same thing as eight (laughs) and that was black and white the originals um Mm. so again i have nothing it's not bad like everything from the top 10 up are some of my most favorite experiences with pokemon um it's really the last three that I just kinda hate. So no big you know that's, that's fair. I don't hate them. I don't hate them. I hate that's X and just y. Me. I'm I know. And sword and shield to me is my equivalent, but it's again, it's not hate, it's just disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um after X and X and Y kind of started the 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 shit ball rolling down the hill collecting more shit. It did. So yeah. Um but for number seven for me is black and white. I, again, am going to let you talk about this in a little bit because I know how much they mean to you. But to me, I just want to touch on just a key point or two. Um, One, love that we got American uh, kind of themes. That's the word that I was looking for. I was very happy that it kind of came to us finally. Um, That was really cool. And the seasonal changes I thought was fantastic. It let you access... Um, different areas that you couldn't really get to before so that was awesome i really loved deerling and sawsbuck i thought that was cool um introduced one of my favorite legendaries which was meloetta um, truly love that pokemon but my favorite thing and it's a story element i i love team plasma i thought n was really awesome but my favorite one of my favorite moments of all pokemon time came from black and white and that's Towards the end of the game, when you're there and you're about to, you know, face the pinnacle challenge, you have all the sages staring, you know, staring you down right there or whatever. Not only are you standing there, but now in comes every fucking gym leader mm-hmm. from the entire region and they are standing side by side with you. And that is the only time that has ever happened. And it was one of the most monumental feelings i have ever had inside of a pokemon game i teared up i got goosebumps all the way down my body absolutely i was like i felt like that's something that i had been like i wasn't a kid playing a game it was like that was a colossal clash of good versus evil it was the gym leaders and the champion you the the future champion Standing there facing on the challenge for the first time in any Pokemon game and it completely shook what I knew a Pokemon game could make me feel it made me feel powerful and important and like normally you feel like a one man team and yes you probably could have taken on those sages but at the same time you didn't have to because you had the entire region of gym leaders backing you in that one moment. And it was so cool. And I will never forget that. Um, so yeah, that's it for me on black and white because you'll delve on it later. But oh, yeah. I'm telling you, man, it was, it was life changing. in that moment in terms of Pokemon experience, I will never forget it. Such a great game.
0: Such a fantastic yep. game. Um, the next one on my list is actually the first Pokemon game that I ever played. And that is Pokemon yellow. Um, oh okay yep, that's the reason it's it's slightly higher on my list because it is the first pokemon game that i ever played um but yeah i i think yellow was really cool i think it you know it it added its twists i thought that and it was the first time we had a we had a pokemon follow us and ugh, never got yep. it again for fucking like what 10 fucking <laughs> years yeah um but that was really cool. You, it, it really felt like you had a personal bond with that specific Pikachu, and that shit was – that was fucking awesome. Having the ability to get all three Kanto starters uh, was really cool. Um, yep. I do think that's something cool. Uh, that's one of the, like, two things that uh, Lethal <coughs> did right uh, was, you know, letting you do that again, but also not only letting you do that, but letting you actually find the Kanto starters in the wild. Um, I thought that was really fucking interesting, even though you don't get Squirtle until like the end of the fucking game, if you choose to catch them in the wild. Um, But enough about that shitty fucking game. Uh, But yeah, Pokemon Yellow, it's it's slight. like I said, it's slightly higher because it's the first Pokemon game I ever played. It's what, you know, got me into the franchise and made me fall in love with the franchise. Um, Shit, I think by the time I played Pokemon Yellow, Ruby and Sapphire were already out. I think Emerald was getting oh, ready. Whoa. I think Fire and Leaf that's Green crazy. were getting ready to come out. Yeah, I'm young, bro. I'm only you're not I'm only uh, twenty four. Well, that's true.
1: Yeah. yeah, but still, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, that is nuts. What uh? What's the next one after Yellow?
0: The next one is actually Diamond and Pearl. I am shook, but go ahead. Oh. <laughs> i i think these games kind of like what dylan said every game i'm gonna say here on out i think is just absolutely fucking fantastic um honestly i think the only real complaint i even really have with diamond and pearl is it does feel very slow sometimes um like i remember in diamond and pearl they fixed it in platinum but the surfing speed in diamond and pearl was abysmally fucking slow um it kind of made the made the game feel like it drew it drug on forever with how slow it kind of was um the story with team galactic was really interesting uh i thought the whole like confrontation at spear pillar was really fucking cool uh the starters i think the starters are absolutely fucking great with torterra being my absolute favorite fucking grass starter of all time um I, I, all, every time I play through a Sinnoh game, I pick Torterra and I call him Big Nug, and I'll let the adults at home figure that out. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. So when I play Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, I'm picking Torterra, and his name's going to be Big Nug. Uh, The only real, the only serious complaint I have about that game is you're kind of fucked in the regards of fire type Pokemon if you don't pick Timchar. Uh, which, of course, was later fixed in Platinum, so thank fucking God. I mean, I, I think you literally... Yeah, you literally got one other Fire type before the Elite Four, and it was fucking Ponyta. God damn. The-
1: yeah, that, that was part. it.
0: Ugh. But, uh, yeah, Diamond and Pearl. I mean, I, I, I think they're great. I think they're very fun fucking games. They're just... They're slow. They're just slow. They're very... What, cool um... Titles for me. What number was that for you? That was... That was seven for me.
1: Okay, so we're even... Okay, cool. So we're going into number six. So (laughs) I can't believe it was that little on your list, but all right. Um, Platinum's a little bit higher. uh, They're tied for me. but So number six for me is Ruby and Sapphire. Um, This is a game that kind of changed this is when my addiction truly started so i played red blue i played crystal that's probably when it's truly started was crystal but then ruby and sapphire kicked it into overdrive um this is when my infatuation knew no limits and the this was in a time period you so you know the website GameSpot. yeah oh for sure they used to have forums and then even in the forums there were collective groups of them called unions Mm -hmm. and I was a part of one and I was there every day this is when I didn't really have school um just chatting about Pokemon all the time and it was at the same time I was playing Ruby and Sapphire so I don't know man I loved loved the Hoenn region um I don't know why I know a lot of people have their issues with it but to me it's a region that I fell in love with um I really enjoyed the. Oh, okay. You have time to post in Discord, but not listen to what I'm saying. I'm
0: just fuck (laughs) off. Bro, do you even see the Discord ever? No. We have straight up tagged you numerous times. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Have you really? Yes, dude. Everyone in the Discord is always like, wait, isn't there a third person in the podcast? We're like, yeah, he just never fucking is involved in this at all.
1: Yeah, no, I never actually opened my Discord whatsoever. It it it's it um,
0: interesting. Uh, it's we there it's an interesting group that we've got going on here.
1: That's hilarious. <laughs> um I holy shit, I actually haven't seen my tags or that I've been tagged before, so that's I know for probably a fact not tagged good. You
0: at least once. I know that for a fact.
1: Oh God. All right, that's scary. Yeah, there's a third member, he just doesn't look I'm sorry. <laughs> there's a it's a two and a half member podcast
0: <laughs> the two and a half members.
1: yeah um well that's scary uh anyway <laughs> that's awkward as shit so we'll shout out the podcast or the discord at the end of this and just know that only two of us actually talk. <laughs> um uh but no ruby and sapphire um so it started with just it, really falling in love with the landscape. But then the gym leaders, it was really cool that your dad was actually a gym leader. This was mm-hmm. the first time that had happened. And you think it's going to be the first one you face. But then you're like, he sends you out for more training. He's It's like and you're not ready yet type of situation. And eventually you'll come back and face him uh, for the fifth gym. And that's really cool. That hadn't been done before. Instead of battling him right then and there, he actually sends you out with a novice trainer with one of his own Pokemon, so that novice trainer can catch his first Pokemon, and you're there kind of walking him through it. I thought that was a great story element. Um, The whole game had great story elements, quite honestly, because this is a game that not only do you have a team, but you have another team who's doing equally stupid shit, who is currently battling the other team doing stupid shit, and you're trying to take them both on. Well, not truly both, but you you understand what I'm
0: saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You have one that you're choosing. So that was really cool. Um, And they felt, it felt dire. Team Rocket, you know, they were fucked up in like a gangster type of way. These two teams were fucked up in a we're going to change the world forever kind of way. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really scary in itself. But I really like the level of details in in these games too. Um, You know, this is our first in true full color game that we had had. So you got to see a lot more um, in terms of just level of detail. Like you could see your reflection in the water, um, all that kind of stuff. And it was beautiful. It just really captured me. I really enjoyed all of the gym leaders because they brought something new. They were all very unique, Um, you know, starting with Roxanne and then ending with who. So Ruby and Sapphire, that was uh, what What's his name? Wallace, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, it was every single one of them had something unique. And this is the first one where we got to face two gym leaders at the same time in terms of the the twins, a double battle. Um, So that was really cool. And they added a lot. There was a lot of lore to Hoenn and that's what I enjoyed even as far as the space center and having it be linked with Deoxys but there was the the story of Kyogre and Groudon and then between those two there was Rayquaza there was the three Regis that each had a unique story and would eventually lead into the king of Regis later on and you know later in the franchise this was the start of that bit of lore Um, and then Latios and Latias having you know they weren't immediately available back then but you you knew of their existence um you had to have the eon ticket i believe it was which was mm-hmm. you know fine it's how they did shit back then but the legendaries that were in the game really felt connected to hoen so i can say so much positive about this game it's just one that really takes me back and i feel so great every time that i think um of re rest- i i can't restart ruby and sapphire because i don't have a game boy um but omega ruby and alpha sapphire i feel so comfortable and great going back to play those games because it captures how i saw ruby and sapphire back then in my head but in reality like that's how i saw the game like i felt like i was truly alive in this 3d world and it's it started my lust for the pokemon franchise
0: yeah I'm I'm, I'm yeah. glad that you. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you like the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't going to say that, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you that someone out there enjoys them. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoy them, just not to the extent that you do.
1: Oh God! All right. Well, that's fine. What's number six for you? <laughs>
0: number six for me is platinum. <laughs> you. T- <laughs> Why why was there a long pause? (laughs) Number six for me is Platinum because every other game, every game uh, on the rest of my list, I I hold significantly higher than everything else. Um,
1: That's sexist. uh, Go ahead. What? It's
0: not. What? (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. That's racist. Is it? No, Um, it's not. But, yeah, Uh, Platinum... It, uh, pfft, I, I Platinum fixed a lot of issues with Diamond and Pearl. It fixed the Pokedex issue by adding some really cool fire types. Uh, you were able to get Magmar and Houndoom and I can't remember any other ones because it's been a minute. But you were able to get those uh, before fucking post game. Thank god fucking god. Um, but it fixed a lot of issues. It fixed uh, how slow the game was. The surfing speed was uh, dramatically fucking increased compared to Diamond and Pearl. Um and it brought back the fucking battle frontier, which is something that yeah, fucking yeah. needed. Uh it was still do, by the way. Yeah, come on, game freak. The fuck are you guys doing over there? Quit circle yeah. jerking and just add the battle frontier into a fucking game.
1: Let me let me time you out real quick right there. Do you think in Brilliant Diamond and
0: Shiny no. Pearl, if I even got you don't think it'll nope. be in there? I Damn. hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. That's Prove crazy. me wrong, game freak dude game freak Strategy. game freak well we'll talk about that later we'll 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 we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about the new games coming for a split second at at, at okay. the end of uh whatever the fuck this train wreck has devolved into but uh
1: this is very coherent
0: for us it is dude it's shocking do you you would, if, if
1: there's only one key element missing and we've stayed on track we're having a good time we have not talked about no one's belittling yet. each other haven't done that <laughs> But there's one key element missing. I'm not going to say who it is, but you know, so far we're doing pretty great.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're we're stay we're staying the course. I I I. Do you think that we get off topic just to fuck with Josh? I probably it's a possibility.
1: I do enjoy. See, I enjoy like what's the adding fuel to your off topic fires just so it goes further off
0: topic. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah,
1: like the hentai thing earlier. If that would have happened in a normal podcast, we'd still be talking. About it.
0: <laughs> we would still be going 30 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. We would all just be on Steam trying to find anti games. Um, right. Speaking of which, is Evil Girl downloaded yet? No, oh, yeah. All right. Never mind. <laughs> Let's go with Diamond Platinum or whatever. whatever. <laughs> Platinum. Um, platinum is a really fantastic game i fucking love this game and it does look like based off of what little information is available um it does look like there are going to be elements from platinum mixed into the diamond and pearl remakes so that's very exciting um the only tiniest tiniest shred of evidence i have to support that claim is uh in platinum in uh, Floroma Town, there is a new NPC that is added in Platinum, and she gives you the Grace Adia flower if you have a Shaman in your party. That NPC is not there in Diamond and Pearl. She is not there. She is not in that town at all. Well, in the trailer for uh, the Diamond and Pearl Remake, they do they kind of gloss over Floroma Town as they're showing you a bunch of you know gameplay footage, and that NPC with the exact same model is in the exact same spot. So Uh-oh. maybe just maybe they're going to they're going to throw some platinum elements in, which I hope they do, because I would say this game deserves more recognition. Um, but at the same time, it is the as of right now on the second hand market, it is the second most expensive Pokemon game. Yep. So yep. directly behind another game that is very, very high on my fucking list. Um, but yeah Pokémon Platinum it's it's great it I think we're what was that? Uh oh shit that wasn't top 5 I that was number, your six. number 6. Yeah six. Yep. so now we're breaking into the top 5. Mm-hmm.
1: We are and what you just said concerns me <laughs> because you were you were insinuating the other yeah. um game that's incredibly expensive and you said that it's really really high on your list. You did not say it's the highest. Because it's not. I, I'm i going to have a stroke. <laughs> okay. That's where it's all going to go to shit. I swear to God. All right. It's fine. So my number five is Fire Red and Leaf Green. So the reason they are this high is because, like you said, it is Canto. But, again, when I was playing Red, Blue, Yellow back in the day, this is how I saw it in my head. Obviously, I had future vision or some shit, you know, but... <laughs> The point is that I, 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 this is how I felt like the game should be.
0: Um, Isn't that a Pokemon it really, move? Huh? Future the, Vision is a Pokemon move, right? Future. Oh, holy oh, shit! Oh, so you didn't do that on purpose? I actually did it. Oh, wow. Is it Future Sight? It is Future, site. future Sight. You're right. We're both Damn dumb. It. Well,
1: I didn't say that it was a move, but <laughs> <laughs> um, this kind of feels like the start well it's not even kind of it, it's true this is the start of the remake cycle um this is where we got our first introduction to remakes and they really hit the nail on the head so i didn't talk a lot about red blue yellow because i mean they're great for what they were but i really enjoy canto because this is where my love for it started and then being able to go back through and see the world how i imagined it to be all those years ago before fire red and leaf green were released it was really cool and i got to visit my favorite towns like lavender town and uh you know saffron city and stuff like that it was it was really cool to see the scale that the game brought and ultimately what they did right is what you were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. and that was the sevi islands that was it's something i very vividly remember as a kid because it's like i beat the game i knew what to expect when i beat the game because i'd beaten red blue and yellow yeah but then they add these islands that you can go to and it's just it, it it takes you somewhere special and it's Something that if you were a player during the red, blue, yellow days, you weren't expecting. It's something that wasn't there before. So this handed you something entirely new on top of an already, you know, vividly just beautiful game that takes you way back to the start of it all. Now it adds something brand new to the experience, and it felt so fun being able to explore. And, you know, there was the daycare center on one of the islands, I think. That's where I spent a lot of my time at. But then even going so far as that's where you run into Giovanni one final time, right? Mm-hmm. That is on the Sevi Island. So that's, that was a really cool look at no, it as well. No, because, I don't think no? so.
0: No. He, he's not there? You fight. Um, Fuck, what's that dude's name? Uh, you fight the guy who tried to revive Team Rocket in Johto.
1: Oh, is that what it was? yeah because he's in the rocket warehouse Mm -hmm. right oh okay maybe that's what it is okay that's true um anyway so you kind of had a not really a conclusion to that but you got a you got an extra snippet and that was really cool to have to the rocket story because we didn't have that before but overall these were just games that i had a lot of fun with it added color to my black and white rendition of when i was a kid Um, It added scale to the game, which I thought they did absolutely beautifully. And it was just a good time going back through it. It comes in a little higher than Ruby and Sapphire, but that's just because I have such great memories with it. Um, I spoke very, you know, happily about Ruby and Sapphire. And truly, these two are probably interchangeable to the six and five point. But I don't know, man. I just I just really remember, you know, beating blue at the end of the game. I remember exactly where I was in the moment. I remember getting out of the uh, car because I was just parked on this, you know, on one of my dad's work sites and I was like jumping for joy. And then that kind of extra bit of the world unlocked. And I got to go to those sevy Islands that we were just talking about and explore something totally new. It was a really fun time.
0: Oh, for sure. That was my favorite part about the game, for sure. Yeah. Um, so now we're on number
1: four. Huh? I'm, I'm worried. We're on number four.
0: I still have five. I have five. Oh, yeah, I'm leading the charge. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You're confusing me. Um, Yeah, so my number five Uh, is uh, gold and silver. Okay. They are very dated, just like red, blue, and yellow. Um, You know what? I'm actually, because they're so fucking similar, I'm going to knock out my five and four at the same time because it's all gold, silver, and crystal. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Just to fucking get ahead a little bit, it's all gold, silver, and crystal. Gold and silver is what is to me the perfect example of a video game sequel, or or maybe a follow up is a better way better way to yeah. that. Um, It's a completely new. Re- it was the first time you got to go to a completely new region, and then after experiencing your new adventure in Johto, you got to go back to Kano, <coughs> and you got to fight those gym leaders, and then after completing that. You got to go to fucking Mount Silver and face Red for the first time, and that is such an important fucking monumental moment in the franchise. Um, and it remains it remains that way in in the remakes as well. Um, but fuck, man, these games. I uh, Pokemon Crystal is actually the first Pokemon game that I ever it's the first Pokemon game that I finished. It's the first Pokemon game that I knew what I was doing and I finished. Um, and I just, that game uh, along with yellow being the first game I ever actually played, uh, very near and fucking dear to me. I, I constantly replay crystal. Um, not anymore. Cause I don't have a three DS anymore. Uh, be i'm not gonna say why i sold my 3ds but i did sell my 3ds or technically i traded it for something and i'm not gonna say what i traded it for um was it for an anime statue no it wasn't surprising okay good surprisingly uh it was actually for <laughs> i traded it for a booster box oh yeah shit of what uh digimon oh traded damn for a booster box yeah because uh uh just like everything else Digimon's getting. So started. this was recent. Yeah, this was recent. This was like a month ago. Uh not even a month. This was probably like 3 weeks ago. Oh yeah, shit. Super man. Holy fuck. Uh because I I recently got into Digimon and I really I I had bought a booster box of the most recent set. I really wanted a booster box of the first set, but because it was the first set, it was already starting to gain a little bit of value. Um and I think a sealed booster box was going for like uh a, is going for about 180 right now. And uh the 3DS that I had was valued at about 175, 180 and I kind of talked to a guy online I gotcha. and I was like, "Look, you know, we'll do a trade." He was like, "Yeah, I'm cool with that." So, yeah, that's why I don't have it anymore. Do you you regret it? No. No. I okay. fucking love this card game, so no. Okay. That, this well, is my hobby now. This is what I,
1: I do. would be sad that I couldn't play Pokemon.
0: Well, that's what I have a really nice PC for. True. Can't do it legally. <laughs> but I still can't. Okay. Not, so it's just look down upon. Um,
1: so that was your five and four. Yeah.
0: Gold, silver and crystal. Fantastic fucking games
1: still. Hard. Yeah. I mean, I'll, yeah. we'll keep it rolling because my number four is gold, silver crystal.
0: Um, did you just spit <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> sounded A little bit. Oh my God. I also, before we move on to what you're about to say, I do want to point out that gold, silver and crystal gave me my absolute favorite Pokemon of all time. Oh,
1: can I guess? Oh, yeah, man. go ahead. Well, I get it. Hmm. Oh, oh. I don't know if it's one of the three in particular, but I'm just going to say cynical. Yes,
0: it's uh. It's yeah, technically it's I, typhlosion.
1: Okay, I, I know typhlosion. you. I, I don't know you, but I, I know the important stuff like what Pokemon you like. Yeah, let's,
0: <laughs> fuck my kids. Um,
1: yeah, I, it's uh, Jordy and Adam or something
0: You're like close. that, right? Close. <laughs> you were actually closer on the girl than you were on the boy. So. Um, no. <laughs> He's like, wait,
1: what is his uh, actual
0: name?
1: Yeah, I was trying to think. I really actually forget your son's it's name. Obvious. I know the girl's name. Uh, oh, that's the fucking birth month of mine. Why did I say it like that? That's the birth month of mine? I don't know. That's my birth month is what I should have said. Um, yeah, uh, was he born in August? No, he, he was oh, so you're just exotic. September. Oh, my God. You fucking. He was Was he born on September 1st and
0: you were just unwilling to change. No, he was born. Uh, he was born September 18th.
1: Okay, because I was like. You're hoping like really strong for him to be no, born in so, August. So
0: ever since we found out we were having a boy, we were like, okay, August. Like we really like that name. Uh, his original name was going to be August Ryan Stevens, because um, Ryan is my middle name. Uh, oh. Okay. We ended up changing it to uh, August Ezra. And uh, well, that's exotic as shit. My wife actually almost went into. Uh, I forgot what was going on, but she almost went into early labor. Um, oh, fuck. And he was about to be born in August. And so we were like, w- he can't, his name can't be August if he's born in August. We can't. <laughs> <use his name. laughs> that's just going to look like we didn't fucking try at all. Um,
1: yeah, but now he has a really funny conversation. It's like, hey, what's your name? August. Oh, were you born in August? Nope, September.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny when we were trying to think of middle names, somebody was like, September. And I was like, go fuck yourself because then his oh, initials would be. Oh, my God. Asked. Oh shit! F- Austin September <laughs> Stevens, holy shit! And funny enough, his birthday is September eighteenth, and my daughter's birthday is September twenty second. So we just really like the month of December, I guess.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I love it. But, uh, anyway, that was a proper derailing right there. That was that good. was a whole. Like, I needed derailing. that. Oh, yeah, that was funny. It's issues. better than the okay. Talk. That didn't happen. So I really like <laughs> yeah. Crystal um (laughs) gold silver and crystal they're all tied for me but um specifically i want to talk about crystal because this is where the infatuation with the game like i was just talking about really kicked in for me like ruby and sapphire drove it to another level but crystal is when it's like okay i enjoyed red and blue but now i've found something that i truly love and i cannot express how much i love the johto region um I think it's unmatched i can't i want to see it in some different scale like i know that we have remakes for this shit already but i don't care if it's let's go i don't care if it's another remake immediately after brilliant diamond shining pearl whatever i just want to see this game in a modern scale i want to see it. it beautiful johto is that kind of uh landscape and especially with mount silver being a huge part of it but aside from all of that just being able to explore this new region inside of crystal and then being able to you know have this really rigorous battle for the first eight gems and then you get to the elite four and it's like shit i mean now it's even harder but now you can go to kanto and you can get another eight badges and now the elite four is even stronger if you go back Mm -hmm. i believe yeah (laughs) I had to think about that for a second. And then, yeah, I think so. And then on top of that, you have the last pinnacle, which is red. And there's never been a moment like that. Again, there there's been two moments in Pokemon. We've already talked about one, but I've truly shaken me on a different like wave of feeling a vibe. And it's been the gym leaders coming to assist you in black and white. And then having that first interaction with red, because, you know, you walk up and you've made it all the way through Mount Silver and it was a grueling crime, climb. And then you get there to the top and you start walking forward and you see someone just standing. It's like, I walked all this way for this and then it sets in and then you're like, oh, I walked all the way for this because you yeah. understand who it is before he even turns around. And then it, it's one of the most legendary moments in Pokemon. Um So all of that, and that doesn't even... You know, sum up half of what makes the game so beautiful. It was just really expansive how it finalized in in a way the rocket story. Um, It gave really unique uh, personalities to all of the gym leaders that were in the game. Um, re- like side quests, but not really side quests. Like when I say side quest, I mean like going to the pharmacy um, for the Ampharos. I know that's a part of the story, but what I mean is like it, it was like Norman sending you out with Wally and Ruby and Sapphire. It's like something a little extra to add to the story. And this game really started that, and it felt great to be able to kind of experience a much more livable story like it felt like you could truly immerse yourself in it and that's where my love for this franchise started like red and blue i enjoyed pokemon i liked the card game but then crystal came out and now it's like this is going to be with me for the rest of my life type of thing like i could play crystal right now the second and have just as good of a time as i did 20 fucking three years ago however long it was um it's it's a masterpiece. So that's number four for me.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I'm I I think
1: I'm really upset right now because now we break into the threes and there's three games that you've not spoken about and unless you put the other,
0: what's your number three? I don't even. My number three is Black and White Two.
1: Okay. Okay. Oh. Yep. God damn it. Okay. Then I know how this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my number three is Black and White Two. Um, like you said about Black and White Two, it's the first time we've ever gotten like a direct sequel uh, for a Pokemon game. And boy, do these games really define what a fucking sequel is. I think that these games are fantastic. I think the fusion. I do. I like the fusion concept between Reshiram, Zekrom, and Kirim um, I do think that's the first time Pokemon started to get a little too Digimon for me um, But alas I do think it was very very fucking cool And very interesting um, I thought that I, I thought it was really cool how Team Plasma had gone From in black and white Wanting to liberate all Pokemon To in black and white too That fuck gets this Was just out for blood at this point <laughs> like he ju- was just genuinely out for fucking blood by this point in the story um when n comes back i thought that was a really powerful fucking moment uh you know because he w- he was gets us his adopted son in black and white and he kind of comes back to his adopted father and says hey this isn't right we need you need to stop you're going too far um i like how you kind of have the two different factions of team plasma uh you have the one faction in, like, militaristic-style gear that is loyal to gets us and then you have uh, a sect of Team Plasma that is loyal to N, and they're still kind of like medieval medieval kind of uh, outfits. Right. And I thought that shit—I thought all of that was really fucking cool. And I'll, I'll talk more about Unova when we get into Black and White, because there's more for me to talk about there. Um but I, I I like I I like how the region changed. Like it wasn't just oh it's the same Unova two years later. No, it it genuinely was a different Unova. Um, part there were parts that were frozen solid for whatever fucking reason um, that you couldn't access until later in the game. You go to uh, you got to and, and another thing I think was really cool was Black and White had the Memory Link feature where you would activate Memory Link, take the cartridge out. Put a cartridge of black and white in and it would scan your save data and it would unlock different scenarios through that memory link feature. And I just thought that shit was fucking awesome. Like you got to battle Sharon and Bianca with their original teams that were actually based off of the starter you chose in your safe in your scan save file of black and white. And I just think that, that there were a lot of really cool concepts and really cool gimmicks that I wish Pokemon still did instead of the stupid gimmicks that we have now. Um, one hundred percent agree. Black and white, to, like yeah, black and white too. Easily, I mean, it's it's my third favorite Pokemon game, and I hold this game very, very fucking high. It is on a fucking pedestal, and I'm proud to say this game is on a fucking pedestal.
1: <sighs> and I did enjoy it. I, it's going to be one of my newer replays. Like I'm replaying one of the games right now, and then I don't know if I'm going to go to black and white or not Mm -hmm. but it's up there for what i want to do next um number three for me is emerald so ruby and sapphire i spoke about it earlier it's a game that means so much to me um it just transcended everything that i knew about pokemon everything was now in color it was beautiful and vibrant and then emerald came along as the successor and it added the battle frontiers because I've already spoken about what Hoenn did great, but I didn't speak about the battle frontier and it's just going to be brief because, you know, you really uh, talked about earlier and hit the nail on the head. It's just somewhere you could drop hundreds of hours mm-hmm. and it was so much fun and it was a different challenge than we'd seen before. That's something that Hoenn did really well because we had the gym leaders, we had contests and now we had the battle frontier. And that was something that really opened up possibilities for what could happen with Pokemon going forward. I think it spawned some of the later features inside of uh, other games because of, you know, like rotation battles or uh, the rent of Pokemon system, stuff like that is what I meant to say. Um, And it was just really cool to get that extra lore. And the buildings inside of the battle frontier were very unique and well-designed. And it was so cool to be able to walk around and each one had a very unique feel to it and a theme. And it just felt great because it's something that, you know, we had enjoyed Ruby and Sapphire Emerald really hit the nail on the head. Like it was the same thing, kind of, um, you know, different tweaks to the story, but then we get into the battle frontier and just like the Sevi islands, this is something that's totally new and they did great with it. And, ruby and sapphire like i said they were number six for me it could have been interchangeable with number five but the little changes that they did in emerald really kept me playing even further than ruby and sapphire and that's why it's number three mm-hmm. okay well so now i know fuck
0: you're number two what do you say, say do you think my number two is Uh, heart gold soul silver yep, you are correct it is heart gold and soul silver now, Heart Gold and Soul Silver is not a true number two on my list. Heart Gold and Soul Silver are genuinely tied. Are genuinely, in my opinion, uh, tied for Pokemon. Tied with Pokemon Black and Pokemon White. These are these games are what Game Freak needs to look at when they think about doing fucking remakes because omega ruby and alpha sapphire let's go pikachu and let's go eevee did not come anywhere fucking close to what these games fucking accomplished i think that that first of all the whole concept of pokemon following you that's adorable that's wholesome and i fucking love that i'm glad they gave it back to us in the dlc but how hard how hard would it have been for you to let us do that throughout the entire game after finishing the DLC, <gasps> how difficult yep. would that have been? Not very. You could have done that and shit real even easy. Even
1: in the later games, man, like, I X not XY, black and white should have had the shit after that. Oh, absolutely. Um, X and Y, like, oh, my God. And maybe it would have been harder in, like, the models that they had for the 3DS, like at the Alpha and Sapphire and... uh x and y models and stuff maybe it would have been harder i don't know mm-hmm. but at least in x and y that should have been a thing oh absolutely not x and y fucking black and white jesus christ that's what i tried to say
0: i'm fucking hold on i'm trying go to ahead. figure something out on my computer okay there we go i opened a game and it was way too loud and it was on a character <laughs> it did not give me a setting to mute it so i'm just gonna close oh session. so
1: first you're discording now you're playing games hey i'm engaged all right that's fine. Take your time. Um,
0: but yeah, Heart Gold and Soul Silver—they gave us the 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 Pokeathlon, which I thought was an amazing way to spend your fucking time. I think the Pokeathlon was incredibly fun. You got super rare fucking items that were really hard to get throughout the rest of the game because for some reason the only thing Heart Gold and Soul Silver did not fucking fix from the original Gold, Silver, and Crystal was give us give us elemental stones at a reasonable time in the fucking game. They didn't give us that it almost made it feel like when you got an Eevee, your only real options were Umbreon or an Esprion because of how hard it was to obtain the elemental stones. Um, unless you were fortunate enough to like me, have two DSs and then you just attach one to a Pokemon in diamond pearl or Platinum, and you just trade that bitch over. Um, you could have absolutely done that. Or if you just had friends on like me, you could have done that too. Um, but the not only did these games, you know, a, add a lot more to what what we already had of Johto, but they looked fucking incredible. For a DS game, for an original Nintendo DS title, they looked absolutely fucking stunning while still maintaining what made Gold and Silver and Crystal so fucking great. They incorporated the uh the Usween. Is it Usween or y- is that how you pronounce that motherfucker's name? I always said Usine, but I have no idea. I think I've heard it say Usween. I don't know. That's a dumb name. Uh, sorry if anybody listens and has that name, but I have to imagine that you fucking don't. Um, They incorporated his storyline with Suicune, and I uh, just—I— <sighs> There's not a whole lot more I can say about this game other than without talking about what made Gold, Silver, and Crystal so great because a lot of the same things still apply uh, because it, it it is just a remake. But fuck, dude, it it's just a remake, but at the same time, it's so much more. I absolutely adore these games. So does pretty much every other Pokemon player at this point, which has got to be why how ex- I'm gonna look how expensive are those games right now? Because I know they're not cheap. Soul Silver, yeah. <laughs>
1: I when I walked in the video game trader the other day, yeah. not the sealed box, but the one on a shelf, I think, was 171.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And it also depends yeah. on what they have with them too.
1: By the way, what the fuck? I walked in there, someone I know works there. Really? Yeah. Who is it? Uh behind the counter, his name's Tyler. Oh yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's crazy. I fuck it he used to work at Target with me, and now uh, he fucking works. There. It was so weird seeing him there.
0: Uh, like I'm seeing a listing right now, 234 for an authentic copy Ew. of heart gold and soul silver. That's a lot of money. Yeah, but it's not terrible. It's a lot of money though. Just buy, <sighs> buy repros. They work just as well.
1: Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, That's crazy. I mean, I get, I respect it though. Cause you said it's tied Yeah, for number one. Yeah. I respect that. Um, my, my number two, it's not tied. It's a true number two, It's and it's the three. It's Diamond, Pearl, Platinum. I know Platinum did things that the other two didn't, but they're still on the same yeah. level to me. Um, the only complaint that I have with the franchise, you already talked about it, was the fire types. Outside of that, I have nothing to complain about. Um, but what I will say is that this was another monumental occasion for me as a Pokemon fan, because we had just gotten out of Emerald and now we had these games come out that were in a totally different graphic style. Like, we had something that was dynamic. Like, this was a Pokemon world that was coming out at you, and it wasn't just a flat surface. And it added another element of immersion and wonder to the Pokemon world that I knew. So being able to just jump in, and I'm I'm just going to talk about the three... In general, and not just a lot of this is going to sound like Diamond and Pearl and is like I think Platinum did great with what they added with Giratina, but just overall, this is for Sinnoh. Um, those games that we got, um, on top of the wonder, it just added again something that is a recurring theme with me when I'm talking about these games is a very well driven story, and that's what I love. And the this uh team that you were up against, um, Galactic, it was again it was a little heavier than um they they stepped it up because you know rockets team rocket they were like the mobsters and then um magma and aqua they were trying to literally alter the world but now we're fucking with people who are messing with space time (laughs) um we that really escalated (laughs) you know i mean uh and that was super cool to me because we had elevated that to another level and then you had these really, really interesting locations within the game too. And all of this coupled together, like I want to talk more about diamond and Pearl and just delve into the landscape in general. But in the essence of time, I'll get to the, to the main point, all of this coupled together, like the beautiful landscape, the, the crazy story, Um, the fantastic Pokemon that were added, the new mechanics that were added, like with the touch screen, with the, the poker watch that you had was so fucking fantastic. And then they gave us the hardest champion fight of all the Pokemon games Mm -hmm. to this day, to this day.
0: Cynthia. I don't know how.
1: Yeah. Cynthia. This is something we've spoken about on the podcast before. Yeah. Because of of the difficulty, she was incredibly hard. I mean, she had a team that we had not faced anything like it before. Even Red's team. It's the the one thing that comes close. But her team, her spirit tomb, the Mm Garchomp, she would rock your fucking world. And it was, yeah, it was a monumental occasion (laughs) when you actually beat her. She would rock that fucking shit. Yes. And that was a strong female lead before the movement that's happening in the world nowadays. That was before all of that. She was our first female leader, like in terms of a champion level. And it was so cool to see because she was the coolest character in that whole fucking game. She was the coolest uh, person in there. And then to have her be the hardest trainer that we'd ever faced in Pokemon up until that point. But just that feeling of accomplishment that came from it too. I don't know man. It just all of that coupled together to make something that I truly believe was a fantastic and perfect uh, Pokemon game um, in the sense the one the one thing that it had not going for it was the fire types but then Platinum fixed that and we still had that difficult fight. Mm. So I truly love them man. they're my number two. So this leaves us everyone knows where we're at right now. So we only have essentially two games left to talk about i glanced over black and white so black and white is your favorite game yes. so t- tell me why
0: black and white is my absolute favorite game in the franchise because it was it was more or less of a soft reboot you mm-hmm. were given 150 brand new pokemon which to this day is the most amount of brand new pokemon we've ever got with a new generation we were given 150 brand new Pokemon that the game forced us to play with by not letting us have any previous Pokemon available until the post game, and I still think that is fantastic. It kind of it, it flipped everything on top of its head because you know if you played previous games, you you had teams that you liked, you had Pokemon that you liked, you had builds for you had stat builds and move sets for those Pokemon that you liked. None of that fucking matters here because you had when these games came out, you had to relearn the game. Essentially, you had to build brand new Pokemon from scratch without knowing anything about them going into it. And I just think that that was a fantastic thing that I honestly wish Pokemon would do again. Um now, while I do think Cynthia is the hardest champion overall, I genuinely think Black and White are the hardest Pokemon games overall. Not only because I of what that. we just talked about, but because they were just genuinely pretty difficult fucking games. Um, like like the final fight with Getsus, I remember struggling hard against Getsus uh, last year when I replayed Black Black and White. I mean, I struggled. For, I'm pretty sure I struggled for like two days to finish that fucking fight. Um. Yeah. But then I remembered that my Haxorus was really fast and had Dragon Dance, so that definitely helped. <laughs> I was able to get off three Dragon Dances and then just spam Dragon Claw for all six of his fucking Pokemon, <laughs> and it was great. Um, but, you know, if you wanted to cheese the game a little bit, you could. In the grass patches, if you just ran around without actually going into the grass, uh, one patch would randomly start to rustle, and you had the chance of a pretty high chance— Uh, Of fighting an an Audino, which I think gave you like, it was like, it was either two or three times the amount of experience you would normally get for a Pokemon that level in that area. So that's super helpful for grinding. You get a lucky egg like halfway through the game that you can just plop and then just spam fight Audinos for hours and then just grind like that. Um, I thought the Elite Four was really fucking interesting. It was the first time that we weren't given a... Uh set order that you had to fight the elite for in you could kind of you could go whatever order you wanted to But then in black and white your first time fighting the elite for you don't actually fight champion alder You have to fight n who has already defeated champion alder So uh, technically after you beat n you're technically the champion because n was technically the champion but he didn't really consider himself the champion, so you kind of have to go back and fight Alder to really claim the title of champion. Um, kind of like what you said with with the, all the gym leaders appearing to help you fight Team uh, Team Plasma. That was an amazing fucking sequence. And if you and, and if anyone listening has never gotten the chance to go on YouTube. Uh, they have a uh, compilation of a web series shorts called Pokemon Generations, and there is an entire episode about all the Unova gym leaders coming out to fight these, uh, to fight team, team plasma and it 's a really cool fucking episode. I think all of them are, are, none of them are any longer than like ten minutes tops, I think. Um, and then getting into the gym leaders, the gym leaders, I thought were incredibly well-designed. It was the first time in a Pokemon game where the gym leaders weren't just gym leaders. They all had their own actual professions. Um, the first set of gym, the first gym leader that you face, uh, like, you know, him and his his brother, dude, yeah. Him and his brothers are shit. You just shook my world. Uh, the second gym leader, Lenora, she's a museum director. Um, Skyla, uh baddest chick in the pokemon franchise. Oh bro, we agree on that. Holy. Skyla shit, okay. was a pilot. Um El- uh Elisa, uh El- Elsa, Elisa. I think it's Elisa. Elsa, yeah. Um Elisa. Uh also bad. Uh <laughs> like she's a model and actor and and like fashion show star. And and that was so cool that you got to see another another f- like you got I to I more of a gym that, leader's dude. life than what we've ever really seen before. And you opened my eyes, yeah. Uh, and I, I th- that game gave me my favorite water starter, which was Samurott, which is, is make, gonna make the choice in Legends really fucking difficult for me because I love Samurott and I love Cyndaquil, so it's gonna be a hard choice.
1: Rowlet,
0: yeah, I know you're rolling with Rowlet. <laughs> I think, uh, I think my buddy Caleb said he's probably gonna go Rowlet too because he said that's his favorite option of the three i love them all but. but black and white too man to me these are the best that pokemon ever got and they have not been as good since and i i genuinely think black and white in my opinion is the pinnacle of the franchise but if you're looking <sighs> for something that, good no. to give you the pokemon thrill if pokemon just hasn't been doing it go play digimon cyber sleuth it's available what in-
1: the f- which I- fuck is that for. shit you just ruined it. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Jesus Christ. I didn't expect that. All right. That's great. Fuck AT&T. I'll do my advertisement, too. Yeah, fuck at and uh,
0: I say that using my fiber Wi-Fi.
1: Yeah, and the, he'll, Josh will upload it using his fiber <laughs> 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 um, So black and white is the pinnacle for you. And obviously, if you've made it this far into the podcast, I have not spoken about one. And that's heart, gold, and soul, silver. So... I think a lot of the fan base agrees that this is one of the, the games that are unfuck (laughs) These are truly what I would consider to be the pinnacle Pokemon game. So crystals where I truly fell in love with the franchise. I, I liked red and blue, but crystals where I fell in love with it. And then heart, gold and soul silver comes out and it made me feel that way again, because I loved Diamond and Pearl. Truly, you can tell by my top two choices that the fourth generation is my favorite generation of Pokemon. Um, they changed it for me. They changed everything that I knew, and everything that Crystal did, Heart Gold, Soul Silver did better. And then they gave you—it sounds like something that's so small—but they gave you the option to have your Pokemon follow you. I know that's something that I've said a couple of times throughout. This podcast and we've both spoken about it, but something so small turned into one of the most significant changes of any Pokemon game that we've ever had. It gave us a way to not only are we, you know, utilizing Pokemon in the game, but now they're walking with us. They're our friends. They're around every corner with us. They're scaling mountains and going into caves and riding across the waves. They're there. And that gave so much life to the game that we had never had before, and s- still to this day is unmatched. I think I hope going forward they can make that kind of feeling the norm because since then, yes, we kind of got it in uh sword and shield. I will give them that I understand what they did with uh heart, gold and soul, silver on another level. Um, I really do enjoy Pokemon and me and the later games or what you can do in sword and shield at the campsites. I think that's a great way to be able to interact with your Pokemon too, but there's nothing like having the feeling of one following you. And that's something that heart gold soul silver did really well of adding an extra level of life to an already amazing game because you have Johto. That's this really beautiful landscape. And you see that come alive in heart gold and soul silver. You see that, Um, come alive when you hit Ecrutique City and you see the Burn Tower or you're riding across the waves just past Olivine City making your way to Blackthorn to face you know the last gem and it's your last challenge before eventually climbing the gigantic Mount Silver and then you get that extra sense of wonder when you're now stepping into the first version of Kanto that we've been able to see in this style of graphics too. That was something that was really fun because we got to see something that we had never seen before. We've been to Canso before, quite honestly, but never have we seen it like we did in that moment. And that was captivating. And I loved it. And the last thing that I will just bask in for just a moment is a bit of the story that we... I don't know if it was in Crystal or not because I never had a Celebi, but... Taking a Celebi into Ilex Forest triggered this event in Heart Gold and Soul Silver. And it was like a flashback. And you're learning a little bit, a little bit about Silver, who is your rival in the game, the redheaded asshole. You meet this kid at the very start of your journey, and he's I mean, he's a dick. He treats his Pokemon like shit. He's just in it for himself. He even stole Pokemon to begin with. That's how this whole thing started. He's, he stole from Professor Elm and the whole way through the game, he's challenging you at different intervals before eventually at the end on his last challenge, he has a change of heart. You, you've helped him get to there. But what this, this, the, the mission with Celebi does is it shows you why the kid was the way he is. You find out that his dad is Giovanni. Giovanni has a son, and we never knew that before.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that.
1: And it was silver, and it completely blew my mind. It shows why he is the way he is. But more importantly, it shows that at the end of the story, that, you know, we, because we saw how it began right there. We also could take solace in the fact that by the end of our initial playthrough before we take Celebi there, he had a change of heart. He did not go the same route his dad did. He started to want to become friends with his Pokemon and really strive to be something better. And having that full circle story makes this the best hands down pokemon experience that i've ever had coupled with everything else that we've talked about you know the red battle the two regions the graphical style the pokemon following you and then it takes a bit of the story that we had never gotten before and it it completes a piece of the puzzle that you didn't even know that you were looking at the whole time and it made a masterpiece
0: oh for sure so I also, to touch on Silver, the whole aspect of him wanting to be uh, better friends with his Pokemon is shown because the very last time that you fight him moving into Victory Road, he has two Pokemon on his team that evolved through friendship. Yes. And I thought yes, was really
1: interesting. It is. So that dynamic has really hit home. And that piece of, like, the, the story you can do with Celebi, just, it unlocks a chapter of feels that you didn't know you had. <laughs> oh, for sure. So... All right. Well, so it. that was our list. It was it's a 2-hour long episode. We knew it would run long, but so at the end of this there we do want to have an honorable mentions section because there are games that have come out over time that are spin-offs and it, uh, you know I'm going to touch on one that's arguably mainline but to me it's not to Austin it's not. Oh God. So we have a couple of honorable mentions that we want to talk about. So for me, I'll start with um so i i have three austin how many do you have
0: uh i only have two
1: okay so i'll just knock this out really quickly it's pokemon ranger Mm -hmm. um that gave me a really unique opportunity to play pokemon in a different way as a kid i actually never played mystery dungeon i'll say that um i have the one i i have the one on the switch so if you tell me it's worth it i will play that one okay so that'll be it's it's worth it if you've
0: never played the original
1: Okay, then that's what I'll do. Um, But Ranger, and I just really liked the concept. It was a new way to catch Pokemon, to work alongside them. The story was awesome. It spawned a fantastic movie, and I just really enjoyed it. So quick touch up on that, and I'll talk more in depth about the other two.
0: Cool. Um, So mine, funny enough, is Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Sky. Um, So which one, where did that come out? uh, It came out on the DS. It was uh, technically it's the sister game to uh, Explorers of Darkness and Explorers of Time, uh, which is the second which is the second set of games in the Mystery Dungeon franchise. Um, These games really fucking awesome. I think the whole concept of Mystery Dungeon, a human being brought into a different universe um, and that is solely inhabited by Pokemon. These Pokemon talk. They have jobs. Uh, they kind of do their own thing. There's no other humans. It's just Pokemon in this world. And you, you're you turned into a Pokemon based on a personality test that you take at the beginning of the game, and it chooses what Pokemon is best for your personality. Um, I know that the remake of the first Mystery Dungeon, it, it, it does that. But if you don't like your choice, you're actually given the option to choose out of a set list. Um. Which isn't the case in the original games at all. If you didn't like what you got, you had to just turn it off and restart. Um, I always kept going until I got Cyndaquil. N- no fucking shock. Um, but these games are really cool. Uh, Explorers of Sky was fucking fantastic. It had the Gracedia Flower version of Shaman as part of the story. Um, it also gave us a new form of Dialga, which has never been seen again. It gave us primal Dialga. Which has never been what seen the again. What fuck? Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, Mystery Dungeon. I'm gonna be super quick about these because I'm ready to go to fucking sleep. So I'm gonna be super.
1: Oh, I just looked it up. That's cool as shit, man. Yeah, okay. Primal Dial. Um, is dope. All right. So next honorable mention for me. This one's Let's Go Pikachu oh, and Eevee. Okay. So <laughs> I thoroughly, when I stopped looking at this as like a mainline game. Yeah, which is what the, we were like, talking about the other day. Yeah, I enjoyed it so much more. And something that I really liked about this is how accessible it was for me and Sabrina to play together. That's my girlfriend. I didn't just make up a name, I swear. Um, but it was it was really fun for her to just sit down and play together. Um, we loved shiny hunting. I remember there was a day that uh, she had to go to work, and I just had the whole day, and I was like, i want to chain for a shiny star you... And she was like, all right, sounds good. And then she leaves and it's almost time for me to go pick her up. And she's like, do you find it yet? And I was like, nope, I'm at like 700 encounters or some shit. It, it was just, it was a terrible luck day, but I had a lot of fun doing it. That's what the game really shined with to me was that, you know, shiny hunting was really accessible. Um, overall, it just made Kanto look great to me. So uh, that that's one of my honorable mentions. Oh,
0: yeah. Um, my last honorable mention, uh, what was it again? I honestly can't fucking remember. Um. Oh fuck yeah! My last honorable mention is Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Coliseum, and Pokemon XD. Um, oh, dude, these games are fucking fantastic. They're very expensive, so if if you don't have one, emulate it because Jesus Christ, are these games fucking expensive? But they are worth it. It was a different way to play Pokemon. You were in this new region. Um, in both games, you're given a machine called the Snag Machine. Which let you capture enemy Pokemon. Um, But you could only capture shadow Pokemon, which are really cool and uh, have recently been brought into Pokemon Go. I say recently, but I think they were brought in sometime in 2019 um, or something like that. But uh, that was really fucking cool. Um, The first game, you don't really have a lot of options as far as team goes because there's no wild Pokemon in this game. Your team is solely built off of uh, shadow Pokemon that you capture and save. Um, and then in Pokemon XD, you are given a couple of wild Pokemon. I think there's a total of like 15 different Pokemon. Um, but the roster is fucking huge. My biggest complaint with Pokemon XD is half of the available Pokemon are not given to you until the very final plot arc of the game. The very final area you have to face like 50 fucking trainers and every single one of them has a shadow Pokemon for you to capture. (laughs) which was fucking ridiculous um and then in pokemon xd once you complete the game you've captured every shadow pokemon you've purified every shadow pokemon and brought them back to their normal form you can take on i mean you can take it on at any time but you only get the cool end reward if you do all of that you can take on the mount battle challenge which is 100 trainers in a row and once you complete that final challenge of beating all 100 of those trainers, you are given a gift ho which was fucking cool. Even though there's no real place for you to use it, because the game is 100%. If you've done all that, you've 100 of the game at this point.
1: Yeah, it's like saying, here's a fantastic gift.
0: You cannot use yeah, it. <laughs> but you can trade it to Emerald, Ruby, Sapphire, Fire Red, true, Green to help finish the Pokedex. Uh, same thing with Lugia. In XD, once you capture the Shadow Lugia and you purify the Shadow Lugia, you can transfer them to any of the other games. And actually in like the Pokemon game community, um, the Purified Lugia is actually a very sought after Pokemon because all shadow Pokemon that have been purified and transferred up retain a purified ribbon, which shows that they were Oh no way. Pin. Yeah, they're very sought after you're gonna make me buy a fucking GameCube, dude. dude do it. Even though I sold mine, but oh it. my god. But yeah, those are my two okay. those are my favorite Pokemon spin offs of all time. That's really
1: cool, man, because you, I actually forgot about those. I played Colosseum growing up. I remember that my family went on a beach trip, and instead of me going on the beach trip with them, while I was present in the location, I stayed my ass in the hotel room playing Pokemon Colosseum the whole fucking time, and I loved it. It was a great time. Oh,
0: did you take a GameCube on vacation? Yeah. Why? I was an idiot. I... <laughs> I'm not gonna go into too much detail because I don't know if that specific friend ever listens to this podcast, but I I do know someone that's done that. And it it wasn't when they were a child. They were an adult.
1: Oh, no well, no, I wouldn't do that, probably. I I might take a switch with me as an adult, but um I don't know. I just yeah. I wasn't really feeling the whole vacation. I was I was a depressed teen, didn't know I was depressed. That's, so I was just like, unfair. I'm going to be socially anxious inside and play with my Pokemon. Okay. Um, but hey, this is this is devolving into a therapeutic. It episode. is. So we don't want to do that. Um, For sure. That's free therapy. My, yes. Nope. My last honorable mention is Pokemon Go. So really weird one. I know. But listen here. God damn it. It gets people outside. It gets people interacting with one another. And... It's a fun time. I think back in 2016, when the whole concept Mm -hmm. was announced and then it eventually released, it shook the world. It It took the world by storm. It was crazy to see people, men, children, women, adults, everyone in between. Like everyone was outside doing something with Pokemon. And it was crazy. And as a Pokemon fan for a long time, you saw that and it made you feel some type of way it's like this is something that we have done all of our lives on our handheld systems but now it's something that the whole world can do too and it was special
0: yeah so pokemon go really changed things like i remember uh i was an assistant manager for a vape company uh at that point and i remember i like bear in mind i didn't get off work until almost 10 o'clock or not almost it was 10 o'clock i got off work at 10 o'clock at night. Madison was currently pregnant with our daughter and we would do, we would go to like, I remember getting off one night, me, one of my coworkers, his brother, his girlfriend, his brother's girlfriend, like all of their friends. And then me and Madison we went to Swanee Town Center, and I think we were there until like 2 a.m., just walking around catching Pokemon. And we, th- at first, we were scared to do it. We're like, damn, what if we get in trouble? Like, it's going to be weird being the only ones doing that. No, we were not right. the only ones. That bitch was packed. <laughs> that shit was yeah. fucking packed. I wish I still had the, f- the phone that I had at the time because I, I took a video. Because um, I remember at one point, for whatever reason, everybody in unison – singing the original pokemon theme song and i thought I, I i thought that was the coolest fucking thing in the world that's insane because i was dude. like this is something i've loved all of my life and now it's like everybody in the world loves it too
1: and it, it you would think that it's like oh great everyone loves it but oh no it God. wasn't but bad. no
0: like whoa like this is incredible yeah
1: it's like it's it was almost a glimpse at peace. Like for a while, I didn't hear about anything negative happening, and I'm not saying it's because of Pokemon, but I'm because saying that a lot of what you heard was because of Pokemon, and it it spawned something special. And I know it's died off, but I still play it. I mean, I play it every. It's now sporadic. Yeah, like my every now and then has now turned into a okay.
0: I'm playing this shit again. Um, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um but I've got a buddy who still plays it's, it religiously and I, I remember that same night at the park. I specifically remember behind the town center building, somebody was shouting. They were like, There's a Venusaur back here and the whole <laughs> crowd just started running. That's crazy. And I remember my buddy's girlfriend at the time. She didn't want to. She was like, "Okay, I'm tired. Like, I don't really fucking care." And Madison was like, "Okay, cool. Because I'm pregnant. So I'm like six months pregnant. So I'm not running. That's not happening." Um yeah. And I remember Madison actually giving me her phone. She was like, "I'm not running, but I still want that Venusaur. So you go fucking get it." <laughs> <laughs> and I did you catch it for? Yeah. It? Hell yeah. Okay, good. What uh, okay. And and that was just that and. You know, uh my wife being being six months pregnant, you know, she when you're pregnant, they recommend the exercise, especially when you get late, late into your pregnancy. Um, especially when you hit the nine month mark. They really want you to, you know, you can't like lift weights or do any crazy shit like that, but like they want you to get out and walk because it kind of helps with the delivery process. Um, so the whole thing of Pokemon Go was actually something that she was so technically supposed to be doing. So like it was cool. It was a fun thing That's for us cool. to do um and then it was kind of funny that we had covid last year and it was like the opposite of pokemon go summer right stay inside your home
1: but they did accommodate for that with remote raid pass and they still have yes and they do and they had like like deals on incense that you could attract pokemon to you and stuff like that so that was really Mm -hmm. cool um even a game that promotes going outside was able to say hey why don't you guys stay inside yeah, for a little just, bit? Just and show up. And accommodate for so That was pretty cool. Man, that was a pretty fun episode. That was fun. Let's just do that all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but fuck your yeah.
1: normal topics. Right.
0: Even if we talked about movies, it was Pokemon movies. That is true. Maybe that's a side episode yeah. for next time.
1: The, hey, we can do that. All right. Favorite <laughs> ones ranked. Porch. You know, there's one more thing we have to do, though, right? All right. Here we go. I've been mentally pre- preparing myself for this. This is it. All right. As always, you can find us on social media for all things culture bop, hunting pickles, and the culture bop family of content. You can find culture bop on Twitter at culture b- underscore bop, on Instagram at culture underscore bop, on Facebook at the culture bop, on YouTube at culture bop. I don't know what Josh has in the works, but who knows? I'm sure he's got some stuff coming. On to Hunting Pixels, you can find us on Twitter at Pixels Hunting and on Instagram at Hunting underscore Pixels CB. That does not stand for chatterbait, believe it or not. It should. Um, it might. Actually, I don't know what goes on the side. I'm not going to lie. I barely know we have a Discord, so what do I know?
0: Um, <laughs> that's just what the Discord is. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that's, that's a good point. There's, there's free
0: shows in there all the time, guys. Stop. Uh, there's there's uh-huh. definitely actually legitimately feet pics in there. All the time. Not sure why.
1: You can find Josh on Twitter at the BeBotMan182, on Instagram at BeBotMan182, and on Twitch, probably never, at the underscore BeBotMan. Every Twitter handle that... Nope. Every social media handle that I'm about to say for myself, you can probably ignore. But if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at OMDizzy. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I am at... Om oh, dizzy and on Twitch at Om oh, dizzy. I do not plan on streaming anytime soon. I don't post fuck all to my Instagram, and I have a personal one that no one is allowed to know of. So, Austin, you can find him on uh, Twitter at Big Papa Plays on Instagram at Big Papa Stevens underscore, and then also on Instagram at Big Papa Plays. Stevens is spelled S T E P H E N S. It is not spelled the uh, the barbaric way with a E V E N S. That's just that's a dumb. That's that's we don't do that. Yeah, Um, you can find him on Twitch at Big Papa Plays and on TikTok, which I highly recommend you follow, is at Big Papa Plays, and lastly on OnlyFans at Big Papa Fox. (laughs) So
0: the only fans that is not real (laughs) not yet i'm broken i'm broke right now though so we might get on that this weekend yeah hey
1: take let me know all right so (laughs) that'd be the link and (laughs) and finally if you're looking to support the podcast or any of the endeavors that we're undertaking as culture bop then you can go to patreon.com slash culture bop and toss us a pledge We're offering some very cool perks. And once we start hitting our goals, even more content will be on its way. So special shout out to our patrons for making this podcast possible. We have Augustin Martinez, Gilbert Gilbeasy Kitchens, who has been featured on this podcast before. Justin Ruiz, Shereem Khan, and Tawny, which I still don't believe is a real name, Solman. (laughs) So thanks guys for that. And we also have a Discord. I Um, love Tawny. What is the Discord? Tawny? Yeah, he's a good guy great i I speak to him all the time in the discord (laughs) he's fantastic i love him um the the discord so the discord yes thank you because i was struggling to find what it actually was called so it's called culture bob guys that tells you how often i take place in the in the discord didn't even know i'd been tagged before until today so that's pretty cool (laughs) um so yeah thanks guys for watching you didn't watch it. You actually listened. So that's an awkward way to end this, but we're going to end it anyway. I hope you guys have a good week. Josh will be back next time. And Austin and I may or may not be. We'll have a good night, everyone. We'll see. Goodbye.